I think every single person in this locker room is a competitor at the highest level. So, yeah, when you feel as if your back's against the wall, you never have to feel like you got to do it by yourself. Welcome to Talking Jets. My name's Ryan and I'll be your pilot tonight. I am joined alongside my co-pilots. I've got Green Bean to my this way and I've got Mr. Matt O'Leary to my that way. Green Bean, how you doing tonight? I'm a little tired, but I can't wait. We have some good stuff on deck. I think it's going to be fun tonight. I'm really looking forward to it, man. Ah, Matt, how you doing tonight? I am so excited to be back talking Jets football with you guys. And uh, the quarterback conversation continues. I'm sure everyone will stay very level-headed and have uh, reasonable takes in the chat. I'm looking forward to it. I thoroughly agree with the two of you. Uh, in the poll, uh, in the live chat we have a poll question which do you prefer and you can vote on that now we have 100 votes wait on rogers or sign car asap giving you guys the the do or die answer we don't know how it's actually gonna play out here but uh want to hear your thoughts as well make sure you hit that like button on the way in if you're watching uh, and you hit the like button for every 25 likes we get we're gonna pick a qualifier for our t-shirt giveaway at the end of the stream and then if you're watching after this stream has already aired just drop a comment down below the stream and you'll be entered into next week's t-shirt giveaway all right without further ado let's hop right into the nitty-gritty of it and mm. we have Derek Carr the thoughts that we may have on meeting with Derek Carr uh Matt I'll give you the floor first how are you feeling about this yeah, I love it. I'm glad to hear that it seems like the meeting went really well. Uh, I loved, by the way, I loved Green Bean's video of the breakdown of the menu of the restaurant. That <laughs> it's so good. Geek content, <laughs> just tremendous stuff. Yeah. Loved it. Um, but I, I'm glad that it went well. Him and Salah supposedly, you know, hit it off. And I don't know if you guys just saw, but like right before we came on, I saw a tweet from I don't know somebody at over at ESPN. They were saying that one of the pitches to Derek Carr was that if you win with the Jets, you'd be a first ballot Hall of Famer, which I just think is amazing. <laughs> so like, could you, could you just picture? <laughs> yeah. Can you picture, uh, you know, Salah or Downing or uh, Hackett pitching that to Carr? That's kind of hilarious. Um, but I love it. You know, th to me, he's one of the top two options for the Jets. It's it's Rogers or Carr. Get me one of those guys. I'll be happy. And meeting went well. So all good things. Green Bean, what are your thoughts on the meeting with Derek Carr? Yeah, well, you know what I like? I like uh, that David Carr is really giving us some chewy nuggets, you know, even about <laughs> the experience at the, uh, and, you know, with the Raiders saying mm -hmm. that, like, dude, he was totally willing to work with them and arrange a trade for picks. And uh, I just really like the information that's coming out. Uh, via his brother and yeah it's real nice to hear that they uh they had a good visit you know he was there for uh three days man i mean you know well he came friday night they had 
a meal. We never found out why. That's all he said. They had a nice meal Friday night. But then he was there uh, Saturday and Sunday. The players, I believe, uh, met with him Sunday. And uh, it's just nice to see, like, you know, he, no matter how you slice it, you know, we got guys that think Derek Carr uh, is a terrible choice and, you know, and all that stuff. But no matter how you slice it with the market where it is right now, anybody who could be available this uh, cycle, Derek Carr is in the top two at worst three choices. So uh, we got him in the facility. We had a three-day visit. Uh, word is that he fell in love with Robert Sala and all that jazz, and they were hugging and kissing. So it's nice to hear that rather than they bought him cupcakes because it was his birthday, and then he left and signed with the Patriots. You they made him mean? pancakes like, in the shape of uh, Fireman Ed. <laughs> exactly. In the shape of little Raiders. <laughs> we got you your so Mickey Mouse pancakes, possible. Mr. Carr. We made you an airplane. Yeah, Woody know. did this. This is what he does for yeah. people he wants. <laughs> Woody's he makes, got, he makes Woody had his colored pencils out. <laughs> right. We, we put this uh, one on the fridge. <laughs> oh, jeez. Totally. I, I love that, that that car was in. I love all the positive thoughts that are coming out of it. To me, when I look at this, I see Carr chose us to come to first because he could have gone and had his schedule with anyone else. But I think there was a foresight with Joe Douglas – and Salah and whoever else was in the decision-making room to reach out to the Raiders to talk about him because we were the only team to have discussions with the Raiders that were not allowed to talk to Derek Carr. That's kind of the way I've been looking at it, where it's like, okay, well, I was allowed to talk to the Saints, and I don't know if the Jets didn't offer anything, didn't offer enough to talk to Carr, or the Raiders did not want to trade him into the AFC in general. So Mm. it's interesting that the Jets wanted to make Carr an option, and Carr realized that, saying, okay, I'm going to go see them first. And I think it works both ways, too. Like, I think it's to Carr's benefit to see us because now we are going to be one of the more aggressive teams to go after a quarterback in free agency or in a trade or, or something along those lines. So he can raise his value first and foremost. Secondly, for us, we're putting a little pressure on the Packers and on Rodgers by saying all this stuff. Of, oh, Derek Carr, the meeting went really well. And there's, there's all this rumors that we might get him. Well, now, if you're the Packers and you're panicking a little bit, like, okay, well, the, the Jets are really the team that are going to offer the most in terms of picks. If you have to wind up going with either the Raiders or the Titans, I don't think you're going to get the first-round pick from them. I think you can get a first-round pick from the Jets. So across the board, love hearing uh, that the Jets brought him in. I love that it was positive because I don't expect anything less. I, I think they... I think what probably also happened was they realized the p person that Derek Carr was, like you always hear rumors about what he is and like, you know, how, what a good teammate and everything, but like actually having him in the building, like I would imagine Carr probably did not think the, the New York atmosphere was necessarily where he would wind up. I think he probably is thinking NFC South, but I think there's a real conversation that can be had with, you know, the Jets coaching staff and maybe they wooed him enough to, to want to come here. I mean, ultimately, that's what I want. I don't want Carr to come in and say, look, what are you going to pay me? I want whoever the quarterback's going to be. I want you to want to be here and then we'll figure out the numbers after that. That's kind of where I'm at on the quarterback situation. Uh, Matt, any thoughts on what Green Bean or I had to say? No, I think you guys are are spot on with it, and I know a lot of people. Like for instance, the the question in the the chat for tonight, and I see it in the comments. I'm sure you guys do as well. You know, worried about these timelines because most people are either Carr or Rogers, and then you know most of the rest of the options are a step down, unless you want to include Lamar. But I don't think that one's really all too realistic. Um, but I think with Carr, 
going to take other meetings and take his time. That's another thing that David Carr said in that uh, television hit was that he's going to take his time with that decision. That might actually play into the Jets' hand a little bit, I think, at least, because Rodgers is going to escape the darkness at some point in the next couple of days. I would imagine he'd have an answer for Green Bay. Uh, and then you could kind of check in there, and it's not like you have to make your decision on either Carr right now or maybe Rodgers. You might be able to have them overlap, which I think is ideal. I think that is the perfect segue into this video clip that we are going to play that Matt is referring to, and then we'll get back on the other side. We have some hard conversations that are going to be happening in Florham Park this week because this one is getting extremely interesting. Derek Carr visiting with the team, and I'm told that it was a very positive meeting, that the Jets really believe that Derek Carr is the type of quarterback that can lead them to a potential championship. They also believe that the meeting went really well. Here's the rub, though. Aaron Rodgers still lingers, and the team also remains fascinated in the possibility of adding him. So why is that a problem? The timeline. Right now, we're looking at a situation where Aaron Rodgers hasn't even gone to the Packers to say whether he wants to be traded. We don't know if the Packers would be willing to trade him. We obviously know that there's a decision to be made there. So do the Jets go hard for Derek Carr now? Or do they risk potentially losing him and waiting it out for Aaron Rodgers? It is an ultimate predicament. I expect hard conversations within Florham Park to figure out which direction they go on their quarterback position. So that was not the clip I <laughs> was hoping to show. I have another one right here that I will show. He's not going to be in a situation where he just gets on a plane to right. go have fun in New York, no. which as much as we would love to do that. Would love that. Volunteer is Yeah, it'd be fine. But. Yeah, Derek had a great trip. So he went there to, to get a feel for how they work, you know, from the top down. And mm -hmm. everyone he met, and we knew he would love Robert Sala. I've known yeah. Robert for a while. MJ knows Robert. He's fantastic. And they hit it off, and they, they would love to work together. But there's a lot of questions that have to be asked. You know, he has, to, he has to find out how the inner workings of, obviously, the front office works. But then also, I think the most important thing for him as a veteran quarterback, what is it going to be like as an offensive play caller and a quarterback in that relationship? Todd Downing is there. He has a relationship with Todd. Nathaniel Hackett is also there. So how does all that work? And, yeah. and they had a good, a, a good chat. They, they talked about a lot of different things. And obviously the team is, is just in need of quarterbacks and some stability there. They have a lot of good components. There's a lot of things that are very positive about the Jets. He had a great trip. So it's, it, it's honestly, it's, it's going to be a long process, though. There's, he really only has the Saints, the Raiders, and the Jets to kind of compare those three places. Right. And so he wants to do his due diligence and see as many places as he can to get a feel for what the best place for him will be. All right, so just before, uh, well, I snipped that, <laughs> but the, the, the tail end of that had LaDainian Tomlinson asking a very important question. That green tie that David Carr was wearing, does it tip anything off? Is he pushing for the New York Jets or is it some type um, of wardrobe that was chosen for him by the NFL Network because they know us fans may have tinfoil hats and things of that nature uh, on. Uh, Matt, any, any further thoughts based on what you were saying just prior to us going into the video? Yeah, um, like I said, his brother there kind of goes into that he's going to take his time, and I totally get it. Like, there were a, a lot of people saying, don't let him leave. Sign him right now. And, you know, I, I totally get that. I would have been, if that was the end result, I would have been fine with it. But from Carr's perspective, he's going to want to see all the different, you know, cities, their plan, what they have to offer, blah, blah, blah. And I get it. You know, you're only he's probably only going to hit free agency and get this big contract once. So you want to make sure that you do it right. And, 
like I said, it plays into the Jets' favor because they have a decision to make with which one of these two guys are they going to go in for. And if things start to overlap, it makes your life a little bit easier. Greenman, what about you? What did you think of the uh, the clips we just played? Well, I like the green tie. Uh, that's that's real. Uh, I think. I mean, it just doesn't. It just clashes so badly. You know, it's like there's. I don't know what it clash wardrobe. At all. Per- oh, it clashes, man. It's that's, beautiful. That's, it's, Navy blue well, suit on <laughs> green tie. Yeah. Wear it every day, brother. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I mean, you know, I think there's most of the people here in the chat would agree, but outside of our bubble, a different, different story, you know? Uh, but I, I think, um, you know, I'll add to that. There was a, uh, Graziano said, uh, on the, uh, the Keyshawn Johnson, uh, Max Kellerman show, he said, you know, they were talking about Aaron Rodgers versus uh, Derek Carr, and he said the Jets are the number one landing spot for these quarterbacks. And he said it as if it was not really the point. You know what I mean? It was just like a, a foregone conclusion. Well, the Jets being the number one landing spot for the quarterbacks in this you know, in this offseason. And I think it really does, uh, you know, it paints a picture that I think Jets fans have trouble really realizing that we we really are a quarterback away from competing. Now, we don't know if we'll win the Super Bowl or if we could if we could ever, you know, beat Andy Reid and Mahomes, who knows, right? You know, we we don't we're we're not in that class yet. We don't know. We're down here with the Jags and the Lions and we're struggling the, you know, the Bears. But if we have a quarterback, we can actually we you know, we can actually uh compete at a level where we get the opportunity to really see how this team is against those teams in meaningful games not like you know week three and we beat the you know the the Bengals or the titans you know it's out of nowhere uh, like in the playoffs or what have you and the idea that Derek carr is going to be you know uh you know traveling around to different teams he's going to want to in my mind he's going to want to make everybody pay like, okay, it's particularly Josh McDaniels, the Raiders, and all those, you know, oh, that whole side of things. Like, I will show you that was the stupidest move <clears throat> that you ever made. And I think that he's going to want to go to a place like you you alluded to it a few minutes ago, Ryan, which is not just like, well, they're going to pay me a million a year more for five years, so I'm going to go there. I think the winning and the opportunity to actually have the, you know, the, the potential to overcome some of the hurdles that he's had in uh, in uh, Oakland or Los Angeles or Las Vegas and you know he's been held back by a lot of different elements six coaches in nine years not the least and um I think that you know when you look at the Jets and Derek Carr I think it is very realistic that we could be the place that he wants to go and hearing his brother talk like that about the stability and all the things that we have here it's kind of nice to see man and I'll tell everybody all you Joe Douglas haters three years ago that was not the case. Who did it? That's all I want to ask you guys. Who did it? Who put us here? There you go. Thank you. I love what we have gotten out of Salah and Douglas. Like as much as you want to like be upset with the first draft of Douglas and maybe you don't like how Salah handled some of the personalities in the locker room or whatnot, by and large, this is a team that has completely transformed since the Gase era. And I'm I'm proud to 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 be where we're at right now. Yeah, I loved the the whole Derek Carr thing. I like them talking positively about it. I think Matt alluded to it a little bit earlier that the timelines work out really, really well. And I'm curious to know if, you know, what is going on in Carr's head. Does he really want to be here? Or does he, 
you know, want maybe an easier path to the playoffs and and maybe more money by going to the to the NFC South or something along those lines. I think it does play into our hands because he'll want to shop himself a, around a little bit. And I think the Jets could have had a, a really honest conversation with uh, with Carr and say like, look, we've we really like you. We think you are everything that a franchise quarterback should be. You have the personality that we want. I mean, that, the personality to me is like the weird key factor. It's almost like the the Thibodeau versus Sauce argument at four, and then like the you know with Rogers and Carr. Like if if you want to fall in love with a personality, I think Carr's the one you probably fall in love with, given you know what we've seen from him. Um, and then the other part is like with Carr, he gets. We almost have 11 home games next year with Derek Carr. Do you guys realize that? We have no, nine no. home games to begin with. We have the giant home game, which is in MetLife, which is a home game oh, for right. us. And then we play in Vegas <laughs> with Carr. So, yeah. And the Super Bowl's in Vegas. So the Jets could have a bunch of home games with Derek Carr going back to his former team. Um, I don't know. It's 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 fascinating to watch because I, I really like this. It was to both parties' best interest to have everything look like it went well regardless. But I think you have the honest conversation. Like, look, Aaron Rodgers is a is a very unique possibility. We drafted this young kid, Zach Wilson, number two overall just two years ago. We have an outside shot at, you know, possibly getting his idol, saving that pick, going for a Super Bowl run for two years and really investing into this young kid. We have no problem going with you if Rodgers becomes like no option at all. And we'll give you the six-year contract. We'll wind up trading Zach after the year because I'm sure he would have those conversations like, hey, what's the plan with Zach Wilson? You know, if I come in here, like, am I going to be some mentor or am I going to be like the guy that gets kicked to the side for Zach Wilson? I think it changes based on what happens with Rodgers. And I just, I think we're going to be allowed to wait because I think Rodgers makes his decision just before the combine. I think we hear about it on Monday or Tuesday. I think it'll be Tuesday on the Pat McAfee show. And then we'll have all combine week to hear all the discussions with all different coaches and everyone at the combine with Rodgers. And then just after the combine, two weeks before free agency, we'll see Rodgers moved. And then uh, we'll have like 10 days or whatever it is to, to kind of get our ducks in a row with our own free agents. Um, I don't know. I just kind of said a lot there. Do either of you guys want to retort on anything i just said that's a lot happening in a three-week span man it's it's gonna be hectic crunch time well can i you know about the timing too can i just mention i mean i talked about a little bit but just to mention do you think that joe douglas uh planned that he had car in the house while rogers was in the dark retreat to kind of mitigate the waiting time i mean it's really it's quite, I mean, it's it's quite the happenstance. If it's not intended, it's interesting. And I think it could be one more nod to the level of thinking that uh, we have going on. Like, all right, while we're waiting for this guy, let's keep Derek Carr here. Let's fucking three mm-hmm. full days. Let's just lock him up and keep him here. I think yeah. it's interesting. Yeah, no, I think that's a really good way to look at it too. I, you can almost have the conversation of like, do we get Carr early while Rodgers is in his retreat because we have control over Carr right now while Rodgers is not making a decision? And then, or do you have the thought process of like, man, we would have, we should have seen Carr maybe in a few teams from now so that way he knows he wants to see the Jets because of the money we got, then at least he's not signing earlier. I'm wonder- I think Rodgers is probably going to be the first domino to fall, and then you'll see all the other chips fall into place. Like, if Rodgers signs, then that probably means, you know, you could almost slot in where Jimmy G and Tannehill may end up. 
And then Carr's, I guess, the, the only wild card. I don't think the NFC South is in play for like Jimmy G or, I mean, maybe the Bucks, but like the Saints and the um, Panthers feel like they're probably going a different direction. Maybe Carr would be where they go there. Um, I don't know. Lots of stuff to, to kind of see and, and see where it all shakes out. Uh, let's see. I had, let's jump into some super chats that have popped in. Let me go back to the first one real quick. Sorry about that. Um, all right. Tony Alexio drops in, says, keep Rogers in the dark with Zach. LOL. Um, at least Rogers is not, you know, his mom's friend. <laughs> <laughs> not going to be any uh, sneaky stuff going on in the dark over there. <laughs> uh, we got Green and White Militia says, A part of me likes the longer-term issues being handled now with Carr, but Rodgers is a first ballot Hall of Famer. Just get one of them ASAP. I said this before, but I just needed to throw y'all something. Thank you, dude. Much appreciated all the way. Um, yeah, Matt, you want to, you want to have the long-term answer and car figured out now? Like with Rogers, you sign him and trade for him this year. We're going through the same song and dance next year when he's like, Oh, I might retire. Oh, I might not. And then you go through the same thing the year after. Like we have this lined yeah. up for like the next two seasons with Rogers, <laughs> possibly yeah. three seasons if he plays two more years. Yeah, that's definitely a frustrating part of it. And I completely understand when people, you know, bring that up as a concern because it's a legitimate one. Um, he is, uh, I think he is worth the risk, though, and I'd be willing to take that gamble because I do think when he's on, he is one of the you know five best quarterbacks in the league still. Even at this point, he won an MVP in 2021 and 2020. He was playing through you know an injury this year. He was hurt with a broken thumb and still put up solid numbers. He wasn't his normal self, but if you're getting Aaron Rodgers at his best or Derek Carr at his best, I think you have a better shot to win with Aaron Rodgers. And again, that's not me saying I'm I'm anti-Derek Carr at all. I would be happy if he ended up being the Jets quarterback. I just think you're looking at, you know, maybe the fifth best quarterback in the league versus the 10th to 12th best quarterback in the league. And, you know, I'd be willing to take that risk for one or two years uh, with, with Rodgers um, at that point. But I, I get the concern here from Green and White Militia. Greenby, what about you? You think uh, you would almost prefer the solving of the quarterback position with Carr as opposed to maybe going through the wishy-washiness of Rodgers these next few years? Yeah, well, I think I, I tend to lean toward what Matt said. I mean, I'm willing to endure it, but mm -hmm. I'm going to tell you right now, uh, it's not going to be him that we're going to have to endure. It's going to be the 12 million Jets fans that can't endure it, that we have to endure. That's what it's going to be. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what it'll be. Word it's gonna be right right away now but let me say this though um the guy i uh his name is escaping me uh, a, a green bay writer came out this week mcglynn i think it's yeah, mcglynn yeah. or mcginn 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 and he said that green bay is quote disgusted with aaron Rodgers. and i talked to a green bay fan that i know uh a couple maybe a week ago now but um and he said that most of the people he knows that are Green Bay fans are completely done. They don't give a shit. They want them gone. They're sick of it. And it's reminiscent of back in the day when in the earlier days of Jet Nation and even before that, uh, Barry Sanders, 
was a guy like, you know, I don't know. I was talking to some Detroit fans and um, about Barry Sanders. I was saying how great he is and I'd love to have a running back like him, blah, blah, blah. And they said to me, more than one person, I got into this thread and they all said it. You know how the threads are, Ryan. So you, mm -hmm. lots of people can can comment. And they said, like, dude, every year we don't know if this guy's playing for us. We don't know what he's going to do. Is he Like, we're just, we'd rather just move on. And I was like, really? And it's like, that's the kind of thing. It's like that old, there, there's an old meme. One of the earliest memes I ever saw. It was a beautiful girl just in a bikini, just smoking. And it said, somebody somewhere is sick and tired of her shit you know what i mean oh no <laughs> i didn't realize that's what it was gonna be <laughs> i thought you were going you know? somewhere else and it's like that's the thing like why look for two years <clears throat> three years if he can get us into deep into the playoffs or super bowl then what well, it is what it is right we don't care right but the truth is is that he's not guaranteed to get us there and we might just be let's say next year is a little bit disappointing a la brett Favre. you know we wait we lose in the wild card or something and he's like i don't know if i want to do this again and uh, i'm gonna go to the jungle you know and we have to wait and i mean are we gonna i mean like like i said like like matt said it's valid now can i deal with it sure you know i think he is great and i don't I don't know if I'm that sensitive necessarily, but it's gonna come. It's gonna be part of the cake that we're that we're buying at the bakery here. So you gotta know when you bite into it, that's what's in there. And if you don't like it, you might wanna steer clear from that now because even after he goes, you're gonna have a couple years, a couple dollars of dead cap money you're gonna have to swallow too. So there's a lot to this one, man. Uh, I don't know. I go back and forth. I think I'm good with it. Um, if he gets us to a Super Bowl, but shit, imagine he comes here, plays for one year, doesn't do anything, and we're stuck three years paying all this dead cap and blah, blah, blah. It's going to... Uh-huh. A lot there. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's a lot to unpack. I mean, I I love the thought of Rodgers, but there's the there is a massive fear of, like, could he hang it up after one year? Like, I, I think you have the money as leverage. Like, I think he's supposed to get like $55 million each of the next two years or something like that. It's 110 over two years, basically. And I'm hoping that's enough to like will him to want to play. But like if I was like, let's say we know right now, you, would you sign up for one year of Rodgers? You got a, a decent shot at making the Super Bowl. Or would you rather be locked in at like $40 million a year for Carr for the next five years? Green Bean. If you had to pick, you know, Rogers for one, Carr for five. The only reason I'm saying locked in five years for Carr is because, like, I think that's probably the fear is maybe you have a a longer contract that you can't get out of with Carr versus like well, the fear of Rogers retiring after a year. Well, you know, I um I actually look at that as a positive for Carr. You know what I mean? Like locked in. I don't see that as a negative. I mean, one of the things we just have not had here is the idea of we know who our quarterback is from year mm. to year. I mean, we get two, three, and that's it, man. Like, to, I mean, if we signed a uh, hypothetical, let's say we signed a four-year with a fifth option kind of thing for Carr, and he and he plays that, and then we sign him again, and, like, he could be here 10 years. He can play till he's 42 years old. I mean, that's realistic these days. So mm -hmm. the idea of having a quarterback for uh, five years plus, to me, is very, very attractive, especially if he's good. Um, and, uh, you know, we haven't had good quarterback play. You know, you brought it up a couple of weeks ago with the, we haven't had 10 passing touchdowns in three years. Like I, I'm, it's the worst. I can't even stomach that. So the idea of having a good quarterback, even if he's just top 10, 
not top three, top 10 quarterback for seven years. I think that's an incredible positive, and I think that would certainly outweigh the potential one-year, you know, shotgun burst of an Aaron Rodgers. I, I don't know. It's, it really does make me nervous. We're going to be paying for this guy, not paying $3 million. Like, fucking, what is it, $50 million. It's like it's crazy, the dead cap. Um, so I don't know. There's there's a lot of concern with Rodgers. I think the, uh, long, the longevity of Carr is a positive. Matt, what about you? You think uh... – as far as like, if you could have Rogers for, let's say, whoops, did I just pop myself out? What the heck did I do? Yeah. Hello. Boom. I'm back. It's <laughs> magic. Snap my fingers. Um, would you prefer the, like, would you look at it as a downside, maybe being locked into car at say like $40 million a year for five years, or would you prefer maybe the one year of Rogers and then he retires? I don't necessarily look at it as a downside, similar to like what mm. Green Bean was saying, but I'm also not convinced that it's a guarantee he would be the answer for five years. Um, and the reasoning behind that, he'll be 32 this year. So 32, mm -hmm. 33, 34, 35, 33. Are we convinced that a 36-year-old Derek Carr is still going to be Derek Carr? I, I don't I don't know. I, we, we see these guys like Brady and Rodgers uh, play for a really long time, but they're like superhuman, usually around – 35 it starts to fall off a little bit so i think Carr is more of a longer term comparatively to aaron Rodgers fix but i'm not positive that it's going to be that five plus year fix i think uh rogers is probably two but Carr could end up being like a four-year thing so i guess that was my that was the the this or that portion of it like knowing that Carr may not be, actually be the answer for the full five years and you're locked in for 40 million would you rather wait for Rodgers, miss out on Carr, get Rodgers for a year, or fork over $40 million a year for five years for Carr, and, you know, maybe he's only good for, like, two or three, and you're stuck with that, you know, two years yeah, of chaos then? That definitely makes it a little bit more challenging. Um, I would guess, I guess Rodgers then. I guess yeah, I would yeah. be willing to take that swing on <laughs> Rodgers then. Well, let me say that I was just thinking this, and then a and then a comment came in. You can see it in the chat from uh, from one one eight nine Paris about what mm -hmm. Boomer Esiason said, and, and this is what I'm thinking: like, we I got why that. can't we just say why can't we say to Rogers like, if you're coming here, like we're not eating that shitty contract. We're gonna make a new one. Tear that yeah. shit up. I like, saw why, that, why but like the contract's like a benefit. Like I don't know why people are upset with oh, the contract. Boy. It's oh, the two what? void years. You could redo the, the two... void years. You yeah, sign him they're not extension. they're not void. They're they're um they're actual contract years. So you actually have him under contract for those two years. It's void years eliminates the contract, so you can't yeah. uh, extend that yeah. dead cap hit out. So you well, you want I... those extra contract years so he can retire the year after, like or like after June first. So like those years have to be in there to to split the dead cap hit. But like, I don't think it's a an issue, really. I mean, it, the Jets had over thirty million dollars in dead cap last year alone. So if the Jets split the sixty million dollar dead cap hit in twenty twenty five and twenty twenty six, you're talking thirty million over two, like each of those two years. It sucks, but like, I I don't think that's that bad. Or you bottom and out in twenty twenty five and take the full sixty. Then it's bad because you're going to have other players that are going to create more dead cap right. on top of it. It's not, it's not just yeah, he, going to be Rodgers. Right. Is he the only thing? I mean, you got to think that that puts you in a box where you have no room to do anything. Like, you know, you already start the season in a hole 30 million. That's a lot.
Mm-hmm. You know, that, that really is. And and I hear what you're saying about the benefit and I never pretend to be a contract guy. Truth is I was on my show the other week. I was like, I wish we had Ryan because he knows better about this <laughs> stuff. Um, you know, so, but that, but with that said, I think if you could create a contract where everything is the same, like, okay, we're going to pay, everything's the same. We just don't want two years of dead cap. Uh, you know, when you're more than likely not going to play, because that's the thing. If he says, guys, I'm playing four or five more years. I don't know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I want to play 10 more years. Okay, different story. I think the going, the prevailing thought out there is that two years is going to be max. I mean, I don't know if that's accurate or not. It's just kind of the common thinking. Maybe we're off with that one. Who knows? He'll need a new contract after that second year. That's His contract is yeah. so low in in that third year of that contract that he will never take a snap for that amount of money. That's Correct. that's the whole thing I think with his contract. I think it's getting redone after too. Like that's why I'm not really concerned about anything past 20 like 2025 and beyond I'm not even thinking about cuz I don't think it's going to be the current contract at that point. Yeah, maybe he signs like uh, one of those Bobby Vanilla contracts and it's like a 6-year, 60 million dollar contract and you get 10 year <laughs> 10 million each year yeah, for 6 years. Screw it. <laughs> Make it happen. Cap's going to be 100 billion dollars anyway. Cap's a myth. Um all right, let me uh, I, I'm pretty I sure it is. is. Some someone told me it was yeah. a myth and I I ran I know. With it. I hear that all the time. But <laughs> I just uh, it's not a myth. You're not you, at some point you got to pay the piper. At some point. Got City Bird comes in says cars last three years with the Raiders are similar to Stafford with the Lions could car do what Stafford did for the Rams or is it silly to think that I think Stafford is clearly another level of quarterback above um car right now but I don't think car is necessarily that far off from like 2016 Matt Ryan who he finished just behind in MVP voting that year um and to be fair his one loss in the playoffs was well, I should say he's got two losses. I don't know, two losses. He's been in the playoffs twice. He broke his leg. They lost that one year. They would have probably won. They wound up having their backup quarterback in, and they like barely lost, if I remember correctly. Yeah, Actually, Brock no, Osweiler they lost the game, right? No, what wound up happening? Carr missed the final two games of the season. He missed, well, he missed the playoff game and he missed the final game of the season. Because they missed week 16 of that year or week 17 of that year, the Raiders lost. They wound up in a tie with the Chiefs, and the Chiefs wound up winning by tiebreaker and got the first round bye. So they would have had like a first round bye and a home playoff game with Derek Carr as the third uh, candidate for the MVP race. Like, I yeah. uh, people piss me off with Carr. I yes, I think you can win a Super Bowl. But he's Carr. Overrated. I think, he's I think overrated Matt Ryan, Eli him. Manning, Nick Foles are all of comparable level quarterback play, and they've won Super Bowls or been in Super Bowls. I know. It's the funniest thing. You can throw those kinds of stats at people and they literally go, stop with the excuses, man. Just stop. Mm. Stop with the excuses. He is quite literally, in my opinion, he's got to be top three most underrated quarterbacks over the past five, six, seven, eight years. Every year, it was like his third year, second or third year I started going, because I didn't like him coming out. I didn't. And I was like, wait a minute, this guy's like, good like he's actually good and i've been keeping an eye and it's like it's a funny thing people just don't like him they like you know he'll make a face he'll get his finger hurt they'll go and they go look Derek Carr's crying you fucking pussy you know what i mean like that's why it's like they can't wait to pounce on this guy he wears mascara i hate him i don't know what it is it's the weirdest thing with him uh he's a good quarterback and would instantly be better 
then I mean, most of the options that are out there, man, and that includes mm-hmm. a lot of the rookies coming in. And I mean, it's, I don't know. I don't get it. Yeah, Matt, you think uh, Stafford and uh, Carr are on similar pl- like levels? I think it's a cl- I think it's a close comparison, but not one to one because, like you said, Ryan, I think Stafford's a little bit higher of a quarterback, but not like it's not a drastic jump, but like a a little bit better, maybe like the seventh best versus the twelfth best, so, like somewhere in that range when they're both you know on their game. But um, I'm with you guys. There's no reason why a top twelve quarterback can't win. A Super Bowl in this league. Derek Carr slept on. Stafford was slept on. Um, and just add him to the list. My other guys that I'll go to my grave defending: Philip Rivers, Tony Romo, some of the most underappreciated quarterbacks of the 2000s. Totally. I will die on their hill. Yeah. Mitt Flair comes in, says, "What's up, guys? Have you guys watched any film on Carr's performance last year? What is your evaluation on last year's performance? Any red flags?" So the red flags for me are more so on McDaniel's than it is on Carr because we've seen Carr play at a relatively consistent level for his entire career. And with McDaniels coming in, they lost a record three games after leading by 17 points. Like, is that on Derek Carr? Sure, he's not scoring more points to keep his team ahead, but generally speaking, he's not the one giving up the points. That's going to wind up coming from the, the defense there. So as far as I'm concerned, I have a little asterisk next to a lot of what went on with Carr in Vegas last year because of everything that went on with McDaniels. And it seems like a lot of Raiders fans seem like there was probably some type of, you know, nefarious stuff going on with uh, with Carr. Greenbean, you have any thoughts on how Carr played last year? Any concerns at all? Uh, no. You know, I, know, I mean, no. I, I don't, no concerns whatsoever. None. Love it. Matt, yeah. what's up, guys? Why does the Cardinals coach look like Adam Gase and James Murray <laughs> if they had a son? You get Carr if uh, you get Carr if you're done with Zach Rogers if Zach is your guy. Well, I think you could also argue like you know maybe we could offer Carr a contract if you believe in Zach, but he just may not take it because he may not want that that level of thing. But yeah, I agree with you. I think Carr is more of a longer term fix than uh, than Rogers is. Uh, Moose City drops in. Moose City says, I'm happy with either Carr or Rodgers. I do like Carr based on keeping capital longevity. The Jets haven't had a top 10 quarterback in so long. Uh, and his mindset, that 13th pick would be a great piece. Thoughts? Yeah, not having to give up the 13th pick seems like the most attractive option when talking about Derek Carr. Uh, and I don't know if it's necessarily like should be the be all end all. <laughs> like I, I think maybe, you know, giving up 13 and having Rogers is fine too. I, I don't know. But uh, Matt, any thoughts about the, uh, you know, having the longevity of Carr's career and his mindset, does that at all play into you maybe tipping the scales a little bit more in favor of him than Rogers? Um, I, I think the, the 13th pick one, like, if you told me that you absolutely had to give up pick 13 to get Aaron Rodgers versus you didn't have to give up any draft pick to deck to get Derek Carr, that would make things a little bit different. And then maybe that would make me lean more towards Carr than Rodgers. But um, if it's, you know, let's say the, the second this year and a conditional first next year, if he's on the roster for 23 for Rodgers or 24, I guess, at that point for Rodgers, then I, I would probably bite the bullet and say, yeah, I'll trade the first rounder in 24. I'm not worried about that. 
but I think it is kind of important for them to fill the offensive tackle need in the first round this year. So I think that would lean me more towards Carr than his mindset. Uh, I'm going to jump ahead to this one, then we'll get back to some of our other guys' super chats. Uh, Truss drops in with a $20 super chat, says, it's fitting that McDaniels is the reason we land Derek Carr, franchise quarterback, uh, being a Patriot and knowing the history between the Jets and Patriots, this feels like a gift from the Patriots for Brady. It's saying it's the Jets' time. Uh, a little bit of poetic justice, right? I'm thinking, uh, you know what? Yeah, I, I'll buy it. Yes, I'm buying what you're putting down. <laughs> Green, <laughs> Green Bean, any thoughts on this? Is this poetic justice for the New York Jets? All right. Well, first, I want to figure out how to say the full name here. Okay. So I was I was looking at it in the chat. I, I'm seeing true sin, true sinister. Got it. True <laughs> sinister. sinister Holy shit! You did it. It's wow. like a license yeah, I plate. Think that's it, Matt. Matt, you agree? <laughs> yeah, it's that's definitely it. True sinister. Yeah, oh, that really it. broke my brain. But yeah, <laughs> I couldn't do it. I, man. Proud of I it. am. I'll tell you what. There are certain things, guys, and, you know, look, take your time getting here, but, like, you will see later in life, it really does happen. There are certain things that you're, the, you just can't, you can't do it. Like, any, like there's some youthful thing, you just can't get it. I'm like, I have the no acronyms with all the text. You see all of it, and you're like, yeah. sitting there like, what would I put like that Mandarin. letter as? I don't know what this thing means, but I could figure it out. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, the threes, okay, the threes are E's, maybe, you know, mm -hmm. like, okay. But it's like, it looks like Mandarin to me. Like, I'm just like, ah, I can't. Uh, anyway, well done, True Sinister 718. I like it. Good job. Uh, now, I want to say, though, uh, I do think that it would be a gift, but not an intended gift. I think Josh McDaniels would take great delight in hurting us if he could. I mean, he's a true patriot, man. I mean, he's like, like Tom Brady saying, I don't own the Jets. I own the color green. Like, fuck you. You know what I mean? That's what you want. Like him and Josh McDaniel, the whole lot of them can eat a shit sandwich for all I care. <laughs> uh, but so I don't now. Maybe, for, you know, proverbially and figuratively, it's our time. I'm with it. Maybe there's there's signs. I'm with that true sinister. But I don't think it's intended or anything like that. I don't think he would do that. Matt, how you feeling? You think it's uh, poetic justice? The Jets getting car from an expatriate? I mean, it would be nice, but. Those kinds of things don't really happen for us, so I can't. I don't think I could buy that. I know I don't want to. I can't drink the Kool Aid too soon. Uh, Tom Cahill drops in, says, "Unless JD, Salah, and Woody know something we don't, it would be irresponsible to wait." I think they definitely know something we don't. I'm a hundred percent on that wavelength. Like I, I said for a while, I think the the trade is already worked out with Green Bay, and if the reports we've heard from like other sources saying that Green Bay is done with Rodgers then I think it's reasonable to think that they've probably talked to other teams in a contingency plan to say, okay, Rodgers is retiring. We got to figure out what we're doing. We're going to rework his contract, whatever. Rodgers is not retiring. Okay, we have these trade packages lined up so we can talk about it at the combine. And I think when you heard Rodgers talk on the Pat McAfee show, he said something along the lines of, oh, it's weird that they're having conversations without me. It's like So that was another tip of the hand. It was like, okay, I, they're definitely talking trade without him. I think there's a 100% shot he's getting moved as long as he's playing next year, and I think he's got $110 million over the course of the next two years that says he's going to be playing. Matt, your thoughts on uh, Salah, Douglas, JD, no, or uh, Woody knowing uh, something we don't? Oh, 1,000%. One, 1, they, they definitely know something. I agree that I think they have something 
in principle. Like, you, you don't think that uh, Douglas called up Green Bay and was like, hey, if this player is available, what do you think about X, Y, and Z? And they'd be like, okay, you know, we'll, we'll sit on that. Or maybe they, you know, go back and forth, but have some sort of uh, under the table uh, agreement, handshake agreement. But yeah, they, they got to know something a little bit more than us average Joes, I'd say. Yeah, for sure. Greenbean, do you think uh, Salah, Woody, and JD know something we don't? Yeah. Dude, I mean, <laughs> Salah and LaFleur are literally best friends. I mean, they're mm -hmm. think about this. They're closer than we are, and we're close, right? Mm -hmm. Like, they're best man type of thing. Could you imagine? Yeah, you guys were invited to my wedding. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know. I know. I, where was I? I it's was all right. in, like... I think I was in Guam or something. Um, <laughs> you, you, were, but, uh, you were you were looking for Bigfoot, I think. Yeah, something like that. But think about it, like Ryan if, or Matt, for that matter. You know, if if we are, let's say we had a scenario like this, you know, just something where we needed to chat. You don't think we'd go, "Hey, man, what?" Just an idea. We, like we wouldn't, with our hair down, unofficial, off the books, have a conversation. Come on. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Of course we will. Yeah, let's crack a beer. Let's have a conversation. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're just talking. Smoke a little crack. Right, exactly. Yeah, you know, there's a little, <laughs> little meth on the side. Nothing bad. <laughs> right. <laughs> there's no way that they're not, that they didn't at least, uh, I think what Matt said, like uh, like a, in principle, right? Something like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, and, you know, it, the thing is, anything can change. This is what's spooky. It's like there's still Aaron Rodgers in there. You know what I mean? And he is a mm -hmm. fickle beast, dude. He is. He's mm -hmm. touchy. He's he, he's whimmy. He, all those kinds of things. So they might have it all worked out, but he could still put a stick in the spokes, which is why I'm a little spooked. If they do wait, let, let's say he comes out and says, I don't know. I need another couple weeks. I don't know. Fuck that. No way. Sign yeah, car. I'm done. It, yep. At that right, point, yep, that no happens. shot. You got to go, right? You have yep. to leave him at the altar. You guys, sorry, man. I can't. But that all said, I do think that there's at least a basic overall understanding. They all know we, that, we, all right, we would do this, you would do that. We're all willing to play ball if fuckface comes out of the dark and agrees to it. You know what I mean? That kind of a thing. <laughs> Love it. Beautifully I'm, I'm, I'm going to stop Bean. cursing. I'm cursing a lot tonight. I apologize. <laughs> Mr. Buck Nation, what's up, dude? Uh, he says, great group of Jet YouTubers here. Dude, I got to get you on the channel. I want to talk to you a little yeah. bit about your bucks and see what's going on. Um, I, I met Colin. him down at the Senior Bowl, Ryan. Oh, really? He's a good dude. Yeah, I've yeah. talked to him for the last few years. He's, uh, he's yeah, a good yeah. man. I, I remember him. Yeah, we, yeah he, he was an awesome dude. We got to hang out a couple days. It was great. Nice, nice. Yeah, if you guys haven't checked out uh, a Bucks channel, you want to check him out. Uh, Bucks Nation is a good one. Uh, Colin drops in, says, is there a ch uh, any chance Lamar is still in play for someone, maybe us? It seems like there is. Uh, there are still a lot of problems down in Baltimore. Yeah, I think after seeing what the franchise tag is this year for quarterbacks, it's going to be $32 million. There's no way Lamar is going to play on that contract. No shot. I would... If, I mean, he doesn't have an agent, but I, if I was his agent, I'd be saying, do not take a snap. <laughs> you will not touch the field. If you tear an ACL, that $30 million is all you've got. There is no one that's going to give you the $200 million right. you want. I think he's definitely getting traded. There's no shot it's going to be to the Jets. It's going to be to the NFC. They're not going to let a 26-year-old MVP, former MVP, uh, stay in the same conference. I think he goes to the Falcons, and I think it's going to be for a monster haul. And then I think there's a possibility that eight either gets traded for Justin Fields or is a quarterback in front of Carolina at number nine. Um, 
Matt, your thoughts, is Lamar possibly in play? Not for the, you kind of stole a lot of my thunder here. I would say not for the <laughs> Jets. Uh, I think he's either going to be in one of three places, in Baltimore, Atlanta, or Carolina. Those are the only three places oh. I could see him in. Uh, I think if he was to get moved to be to the, the NFC South teams, uh, Atlanta just makes a ton of sense. Carolina, they have a an owner who's desperate to spend money, wants to spend money, and they need to figure out the quarterback position. If he gets traded, it'll be either of those two spots. If not, he gets a deal done with Baltimore. Adam S. drops in, celebrating 25 months of membership, says, I think both Aaron Rodgers and Carr want to come to the Jets. We really hope so. That's kind of what Greenbean was alluding to earlier. Johnny Bravo says, uh, with his 25... Uh, 22 month membership says Carr equals the best choice, a leader, less drama, top 15 quarterback. I think there's a lot to like about Carr, and I think that's why maybe you're hearing a lot of positive things come out from the meeting this past week. And look, I'd sign up for Carr all damn day. Uh, Knifey Spoony says, I think people sleeping on Carr played on bad teams his whole career reminds me when San Diego gave up on Drew Brees. I think he has some untapped potential. Um, yeah, I think so. I mean, Breeze was given up on, I think, after four years, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and, you know, we don't have Sean Payton, which I think is probably also another uh, concern here. But I do think some people are sleeping on Carr. I think Carr's a better quarterback than you give than he's given credit for. I do think there's some people that are overhyping Carr in that same respect, though. I think it goes both ways because a lot of times you can look at the stats and you can say, oh, well, he's got a bunch of 4,000-yard seasons. But are you looking at the games or are you looking at like, oh, Blake Bortles has a bunch of yardage under Nathaniel Hackett. But then it's like, oh, wait, he's not actually a good quarterback. They're losing a bunch of games. He's getting a bunch of garbage time yardage and the yardage doesn't necessarily like mean anything. Like a lot of games that, that Zach Wilson played, we were you know, shot at that point. And any yardage after that was just kind of like fluff yardage. Yeah, Blake um, Bortles so thing, though, they, didn't they make it to the championship game that year? They yeah. did, and they hit him that final drive. They yeah. tried to not throw the ball with him because they were deathly afraid he'd make <laughs> the turnover. Garbage. It was it was I, glaring. It was like the same thing with Tannehill when they were in the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> that to that's me speaks why we volumes. don't want him either. Yeah. That those that's the thing that that irks me. Like I never saw that with Carr. You never saw it, you never saw it with Rodgers, but they I feel like they made a really stupid decision in one of the last few times they were in the playoffs where they I think they ran the ball instead of letting Aaron Rodgers throw it like in the red zone and I don't remember exactly what happened but um I remember that being like a point of contention at one point I don't know I do think people are sleeping on car though uh blitz crew comes in says if some miracle Zach is ready after one year holding a clipboard how much will it hurt to be done with Aaron after one year you don't you let Aaron Rodgers play two years and you exercise Zach's fifth year option the interesting thing with Zach and I'm becoming a lot more open to it is possibly exercising his fifth-year option because I looked at it and I didn't realize... I mean, it occurred to me, but it, I, it didn't really click that there's four different fifth-year options and Zach is not going to hit the threshold for playing time. Normally, a first-round pick is going to eclipse the threshold needed for playing time. Zach's going to miss that if you sign Aaron Rodgers for two years. So he's going to have the lowest of all the fifth-round options you could possibly get. So it might be like a $22 million fifth-year option for Zach. And if you think he might be the guy after one year, hold on to Rodgers, let him sit, let, let Zach sit one more year, let Rodgers do his thing, and then, you know, go all in on Zach the year that Rodgers' dead cap hits in 2025, convince him to rework the contract if you can or extend it out an extra year and run, run it back with Zach Wilson in his fifth year 
Worst case scenario, you franchise tag him at the end of the season. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I don't think you move on from Rodgers after one year. I think that would be a mistake, even if Zach looks like he's ready. Matt, your thoughts on this? Yeah, I'm I'm with you there. I think you try to get Rodgers for the two, and then if Zach gives you that good problem to have, like that sounds like a really nice problem if Zach figures it out, and then you're worrying about like, oh, how do we get this transition to work? Like, I don't know. That's why mm-hmm. Joe Douglas has paid the big bucks. Figure it out, man. Um, but I, I'm not gonna let that two to three years down the line worry uh, or stress me out about trying to make the playoffs and trying to be the best team this year. David Gerard drops in, says, since Fitz, is, since Fitz in 2015, our quarterback room has combined for 20 passing touchdowns once. 2021, it was a total of 20 touchdowns. Rodgers needs to take number 12, break the curse. Yeah, I feel like once Namath hands over the number 12 jersey, that kind of lifts the, the curse and everything goes back to normal. And then he wins a Super Bowl and then it's going to be incredible and we're going to be amazed and it's gonna be wonderful right green bean is that how it's all gonna work out we're gonna have uh name and hand over 12 and rogers breaks the curse once and for all but then we start this dialogue can we only win with the number 12 is that well you know what do we have maybe every quarterback from the here on out has to wear number 12 then. <laughs> yeah. number 12 i'm Imagine cool with that. it name will be cool with it screw he it would. Why not? i think he would i think he would uh, but here's the thing. Now we've talked about this uh, in my beanbagger forum thing, and I and I I tend to agree that all right, Namath did the the right thing, the classy thing, so to speak. And you say, look, I would be willing to give a great quarterback like that my retired number, even though he probably doesn't have control over it. That's the Jets, not Namath. But he did his part, and he said, wouldn't it be classy of Aaron Rodgers to say, hey, thank you? but I'm not going to take the one thing that this franchise really does have. I'll take another number out of respect to name it. Like, thank you, but no thank you. Keep it, and I'll do this over here. Don't you think that would be the more appreciated way to go about it? Or do you think he should just keep his number 12 and smugly walk onto the field with Namath's number? What do you think? No, I think he I think he should take number 12 because I think you'll see a bunch of Jet fans wear their old Namath jerseys because of it too. Like I think you'll get more of the Namath than necessarily the Rodgers. I mean, you'll still get the Rodgers on the back of the number 12, obviously, but I I would think it's seen as such a, a thing of respect for Namath to offer that up that it would almost be more disrespectful to kind of throw it back in his face. Now, maybe he chooses number eight and he plays with the, the number he had in college instead of taking number 12, but... I would like to see him wear the number 12 if he comes here. I think that would be fun. Matt, where are you following this? Then what the hell am I supposed to do with my Elijah Moore jersey? (laughs) Yeah, right. It's funny. I was thinking Nagel. That's right, Moore. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I would gladly gladly put the Rodgers over the top of the the eight there, but – I don't know. I, I kind of I see where you're coming from on that green bean by being like, you know what? Th- thanks. But like, I have too much respect for you kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like, right. what if you got like Namath down there on the field, like handing Rogers a number 12 jersey mm-hmm. on opening day and like the crowd going ballistic? Like I could mm-hmm. also get in on that, too. So I'm going to go yeah. full middle man, Matt, right down the middle. I'm good either way. I like love that. I love the idea of like, yeah, 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 yeah. It should be at the Hall of Fame ceremony. Namath hands over the jersey while we're inducting Klecko, while we're inducting Revis. (laughs) Do something like that at the beginning of the season. 
You tell Aaron Rodgers if you can carry Joe Namath's bust on your back around the <laughs> building three times, you can have the number 12. <laughs> you gotta do. Then we knight him, like Matt said. Oh, Sir, Ryan, Sir Rogers. Yo, it's Vin. Like it. Drops in with his 12-month membership. Says, I prefer Aaron Rodgers. Let Zach Wilson learn from him in Joe we trust. Yeah, that's all we can do is trust in Joe Douglas. Uh, Euphoria says, Rodgers can stay in that dark room. Carr and the 13th pick now. So Euphoria says that number 13 pick is more important with Carr than losing it for Rodgers. Greenbean, are you at all concerned giving up the 13 pick for Aaron Rodgers, or would you prefer almost the car route and keeping 13? Well, I gotta say it should be factored in. You know what I mean? Like the money, the picks, the, uh, that should all be factored in when you're placing pros and cons on the scale. Me personally, I really do want 13, but I have no illusions that if we're going to trade for Rodgers, like if you're going to get a quarterback of that magnitude, you're going to have to give up a first round pick, man. Like, I don't know. People mm -hmm. are saying, no, two thirds. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Like, great. Don't get me wrong, but I don't have any real notions that that's not a part of it. I mean, why would Green Bay agree to anything less? I mean, you know, because somebody's going to all, you know, I think a lot of Jets fans might forget that we're not alone in this. Like the mm -hmm. Titans, the, you know, the Raiders, they would all like to have him too. And one mm -hmm. first round pick isn't all that much. You know what I mean? They're it's totally a 50, willing to 50 do that. Lottery so we're going to have to right? at least give that up, uh, I would think. Now, um, yeah, I, I, I would hate to do it. But, uh, yeah, you're going to have to. And I think it's, it's fine. If you're going to get Aaron Rodgers, give up number 13 and don't look back. Yeah, with thirteen, the the thing that bugs me Am is I like, frozen. No, no, no. I got you. I can I can see it moving. <laughs> You're all right. Uh, it froze for a, a split second while we were while you were talking there for a minute on me. Um, oh, green bean's gone. <laughs> Matt, can you hear me? Panic. I can hear you. I think he panicked. and okay. Closed out. Oh, <laughs> he'll hop back in. I'm sure. Um, where was I going with this? Oh, uh, the whole thing with number thirteen with me and the the issue. Or maybe not issue, because I, I I don't have an issue with giving up thirteen. But that's I see, exactly what happened. Which is weird. <laughs> heard it. I called too. it. I knew it. <laughs> He's like, I panicked and I switched out. Um, so Greenbean, what I'm saying is number thirteen. I'm not worried about giving it up. I was saying before, it's like a lottery ticket. You have a 50-50 shot, historically speaking. The good GMs hit 50% of the time on their first round picks. Joe mm. Douglas is at a 70% chance in the first two rounds. So, like, that is not a nothing burger for sure. I get that. But if you're telling me I can roughly throw a 50-50 shot into the dark and then give up maybe a second-round pick next year, like, yeah, that's that's I'm going to do that every damn day. So I, I, I don't have any issues with giving up number 13 to get the get the quarterback there. Uh, Trend the Great says, Carr gets you a Super Bowl. Sanchez almost did it with less. No, Sanchez didn't almost do it with less. I would argue we're deeper now across the board, but I would say we were top-heavy those years uh, with Sanchez, I think if we had Favre for those two years with Sanchez, we definitely would have had a Super Bowl in one of those three seasons, assuming Favre doesn't get hurt. Um, now, as far as our, our overall team, yeah, I would say deeper more so than top heavy because we had the number one O-line, the number one rush, like rushing attack. I think we had the number one defense that same year, and we just didn't have that this year. We had a top five defense, and we had not <laughs> the top offensive line. So, uh, Matt, any thoughts on uh, the Jets' talent now compared to when Sanchez was here? 
Man, that is that is tough. I think I will say I think the Jets receiver room is better now, but pretty mm-hmm. much everything else mm. I would lean oh nine and ten. I would say offensive. I would maybe line, argue run, running back too, maybe. I would like I know you had LT yeah. and Sean Green, but I I do like Bam, Brees, and Carter now. Uh fifteen hundred yard Thomas Jones though in two thousand nine, like I don't, oh, I don't know. that's right. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. We don't. We haven't had that in a but, long time. Okay, so even like, let's say that's a wash. But okay. tight end, give me Dustin Keller every day of the week. The offensive line mm. significantly better, um, and defense I think better also. So um, I don't know if I take a, Dustin Keller. I'll be honest. I think I might Tyler take our Conklin? tight ends now. Tyler Conklin, Uzama. I think I would. I would think I would take both them over over Dustin Keller. I, I liked Dustin Keller at the time, but he never really hit his potential. I think Uzama and Conklin well, are like, they're, they're different types well, of players. They're not the receiving threat that Keller is or was. But a lot of that has to do with the fact that Sanchez was a limited quarterback as well. You know what I mean? Dude, Keller, okay, Conklin has more drops in the Minnesota game than Keller had in his career. <laughs> That's fair. That's, that that was like very that. frustrating. That's a great point. That's a great that, point. Yeah. That's brutal. That's terrible. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'll Crossfire, thank you so much for joining the membership channel, brother. Thank you so much. First class tier. Drop some J-E-T-S in the chat for our newest member, Crossfire. Sorry, Greenman. Didn't mean to jump down your throat. <laughs> no, I was just going to comment on it. I think, I think the question with if mm-hmm. if Carr was on – if we had Carr with that team, I think we, we blow through Pittsburgh – uh, the second year, 2010. I don't think it's even a question. I think if Carr was on the team, we 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 win. Uh, now the first year, it wasn't the defense. I mean, it wasn't Sanchez. It was the defense. Uh, Peyton Manning mm-hmm. went like he went Jedi on us, man. He was threading mm-hmm. needles. It was like our fingers were here. I mean, he he played perfectly in the second half. So I don't know if you can stop that. He was just on a date with destiny that year. But uh, yeah, man, I think this our defense might be better than they. Even though that was one of our great defenses, they had this weird uh, knack for playing really good one week and then disappearing the next week. That's one of the issues I had with Rex. It was like we were very up and down, kind of emotional, mm. you know. Uh, but this yeah. defense, they were pretty consistent till the very end of the season. Uh, they were like, I mean, they looked like they played the same way every single week, starting in Green Bay. It looked like. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, no, I think that's well said. There, there, we definitely had the emotional roller coaster of Rex for sure. It felt like we had a target on our back every other week. Uh, Donald Johnson drops in, says the Jets haven't had a top 10 Carter uh, quarterback since Carter. That's brutal. <laughs> that's, that's a bad way to look at it. Like, even like, I mean, you can argue the weeks that Favre played, he played at a top 10 quarterback level. You might, I would bet. McCown or not McCown uh Fitzpatrick was probably a top 10 quarterback the year he was here with us in 2015 I would bet 30 touchdowns get you top 10 I I would have to think take a look yeah I I don't know offhand but I know he was just shy of 4,000 and I think he had 30 or 31 touchdowns let's see ranking the 32 cornerbacks of two quarterbacks of 2015 uh guess who's at the top Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> ah, shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you got, you got Rodgers, Ben, <clears throat> Big Ben, <clears throat> excuse me, Andrew Luck, and Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. Next tier, 
uh, Drew Brees, Peyton Manning, class acts, Tony Romo, Russell Wilson, Philip Rivers, Matt Ryan, Joe Flacco. Then they're uh, ranking the top okay, quarterbacks, not the top. Yeah, I, don't, I want stats. This is not. This is bullshit. Geno Smith was on. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna um, say. I was like, there's no way there were ten quarterbacks that threw more than thirty touchdowns. Yeah, that yeah, that's yeah, a yeah. lot. No, All right, I'm sorry. Uh, I thought I had it. Uh, quarterback year end rankings, 2015. Uh, Cam Newton, Carson Palmer, Tom Brady, Russell Wilson, Big Ben. They're 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 doing the same thing. They're yeah, Ryan Fitzpatrick, number 14. I I think that's a fair ranking. I think he probably Derek statistically was, was in the top 10. Ah, see? Yeah. <laughs> He'll get the top 10 quarterback. Derek Carr was number 10. Isn't that Thomas Cahill. That's, I love how that works out. Uh, Thomas Cahill says, if we are honest, we still have some building to do. Uh, sorry. Um clicked off that uh we need our picks look we have some building to do but i don't think if you give up 13 you're sacrificing the ability to acquire talent i think if you give up 13 for rogers you create more cap space because more players are likely to restructure to go for the ring in two years i don't know if you necessarily get that with Carr. you could try to push that same button but i don't think you get the same reaction you would otherwise um, and then also you get the ability to lure players that want to play with Rogers here. And I think that is something you don't have if you hold on to your 13th. Well, not that you hold on to your 13th pick, but if Rogers is not here, uh, Matt, any thoughts here on holding on to our picks because we need to build still, uh, I don't Now's not really the time to be pick hoarding. Um, I, mm -hmm. I think, you know, the, you were able to take a, a ton of guys in the top you know, two rounds over the last few years. Some have worked out well, others haven't. But uh, if there was ever a time to go for it with a bunch of players on their rookie deals making uh, not a lot of money, I think it would be now. So um, I, I, don't, I don't necessarily agree with this one from Tom. Brian Bogan drops in, says, if Carr and Rodgers are out, which XFL quarterback are we poaching? Oh, that's so brutal. I didn't realize the XFL started this past weekend. I flipped on the first game, yeah. and, like, it's very sad to see, like, empty stadiums. Like, I almost wish they could play in, like, an arena where you couldn't see, like, the empty seats. But I, I like that the XFL is going on. I like that the AAF, or whatever they're going to call it, next year is going to be coming back. I think having some type of either developmental league below the NFL that is not college is something that there is space for. And I think even guys that, you know, maybe they're done with college, but they had an injury or they didn't have enough playing time. Like those guys that are trying to get ready for the draft and get ready to get drafted. Like I think having a season either just prior to the draft or maybe they like didn't get drafted and it's just after the draft. So that way they could move on to a team uh, come August in training camp. I think it's important for, the pipeline of talent because the NFL should not be in the business of like passing on potential prospects. Um, but it's also a matter of, of funds, right? Like you got to pay these players is the XFL or the uh, AAF or whatever they're going to call themselves going to be able to uh, generate enough money to, to keep their, their thing alive. Matt, any thoughts on the XFL here? Um, um I watched very little of the XFL. Um, it doesn't really pique my interest, but I do like the idea of having a spot where some of these other guys can go because, you know, it feels like, all right, you go college, then you're either good enough to be on a practice squad or into the NFL or you're done. But if you have these other leagues, 
um, it allows you to continue to keep that dream alive. And more football is good football. So, yeah. Yeah, I also like the idea of implementing rule changes in a minor mm-hmm. league too as kind of like a test fit for the NFL. Greenbean, your thoughts on uh, the XFL? Well, uh, I'll be honest. I didn't even know uh, that it was happening. Uh, I didn't even know that it was still uh, that it still existed. So I'm like, you know, I mean, I heard something. It was gonna sometime. The rocks I didn't know involved shit. with and it And then now. what I, well, yeah, I heard that. And then you know how it was reintroduced to me was Josh Gordon scores the first touchdown in XFL. I was like, oh wow, that's really cool. Um, and I think I'm on 100 agree with what Matt said. It sucks that like there are plenty of really good football players that aren't NFL level. And it's like, I mean, if they're, if they're not that, then there's nothing, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's sad that every single time we try to make a, uh, you know, another football league, it, it, it just sucks. And it just goes away. Like that AAF was really a great idea. There was some Mm -hmm. good quality football going on and they, they shut down mid season, like their Mm -hmm. first inaugural season. They had all kinds of of uh, of good NFL head coaches, they Phil Savage was a GM for one of the teams, and um, so I was really upset that they went. I I like the idea of having more uh, football options. Again, number one for the players, uh, but in addition to that, it's like there's no football to watch right now. Why not? You know, who's our team? Do we have a team? Where am? Where do I live? Am I Virginia or am I New York? What am I doing? I- I don't think either state has a team. I'm pretty sure everything is like Southern oriented. I'm pretty sure it's like Texas, Florida. Um, I'm trying to think of one. They were like odd cities that don't have sports teams. If I remember correctly, Seattle, Arlington. Is that here? Arlington. I guess that would make sense. (laughs) Arlington, Texas. Oh, I I thought it was. Yeah, no, you're right. I thought it was Rough Riders, right? Is that what their name is? I feel like that's right. Renegades. Renegades. I thought it was Arlington, Hmm. like Arlington Cemetery here in in Virginia. Yeah, yeah. Matt was right. So then you got the Houston Roughnecks, the DC Defenders. Maybe I do DC. I hate it, though. I can't. Uh, Viper, Vegas Vipers, Orlando Guardians. Huh. Interesting. I think it used to be it. the uh, the New York Guardians, right? Like that was our New York team at one point. Was it? Yeah, yeah. It or it was like the uh, no, sorry, New York Hitmen. It was the Hitmen. That's what it was. Hitmen. And I then know, it, so the Guardians stupid. came back for the AAF. Is that right? No, that I was think the, that was the other one. That was the XFL. The one year return in like 2019, whatever that was, or 2020. Okay, so we they, did have the Guardians. That was, I thought we had the yeah. Guardians for some. some it isn't like the Hitman. It's like all right already. You know what I mean? Like what do you like? They're trying so hard. Like that's trying. That way was what two thousand. Well, that was when it was supposed the to be the Hitman. WWE thing and like the oh you can hit the punter or hit the the kick returner after so many yards and we're gonna knock people's teeth yeah. out. It was like uh-huh. you know the whole gimmick. Well, what was the rule chain? The rule thing that they had that the NFL adopted. What was it again? Remember the sky cam. It was, the sky cam was one. Sky right? cam was a big one. one. Yeah. Did, did you a, see their uh, their their kickoffs? Did you see that? I know. I saw the change in rule. It was something along the lines of, I know initially it was if you got it past the twenty, I think it was a live football. Oh no, that's the NFL. The NFL has that. But you know, I don't remember. There was something in. <laughs> you guys can correct me, but there the the two lines on each side of you know each team they stayed they stayed still. The kicker kicks it to the running guy, and when he catches it, then everybody can go. Hmm. Interesting. 
it was slows weird. It down, I guess. It was interesting. Yeah. Well, you I might get, that, it's probably more exciting from a return aspect because the yeah. guy's going to get further. I like that. That would be a oh, nice way to eliminate the, eliminate the speed of the collision while still having a special teams. Cause right now I'm to the point where I like almost want to get rid of like the kickoff. Like I'm so over it at this point. It's just, it's a ceremonial kick through the uprights from the 35 yard line. Yeah, I agree. So if we could find a solution, I think that would be better as well. Because right, you want to get the return, make it into something, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, look at this. Uh, uh, who the hell was it? Uh, New York Jets super fan said Anthony Becht is the head coach of the Seattle team, and not interesting. I, I did go. see that. I think the Jets posted something about it. I think that I thought the Jets said something like, uh, "There you go, coach," or or something along those lines. Um, yeah, it's it's interesting. interesting. I like competition. Yeah, yeah. I do too. And like, like Matt said, I mean, dude, there are guys like I used to play uh, flag football, like at a high level. Right. And we would do mm-hmm. these, uh, the garden state games and there'd be like all sorts of ex NFL guys and, you know, practice mm-hmm. squad level guys and college players that we played against. And let me tell you something, man, they were unreal. Like at our level, like they, I mean, mm-hmm. so good. They couldn't make it in the NFL, but these guys can definitely play. And the only option was like arena, you have the mm-hmm. Los Angeles Kiss team. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like arena football is weird, but something like this, I I really hope it does Correct. it does make it because it's it, it would give a lot of guys the option to have a career uh, mm-hmm. at you know when you're not quite good enough to make it in the NFL. Yeah, I think the college realm did a really smart thing going with the NIL deals with the the name image likeness because. There was, I think what these leagues were threatening was an alternative route to college for players that don't see the benefit in going to classes but want to get a paycheck for four years before they're done at that point. Uh, and I think maybe there's still those guys that maybe can't ink an NIL deal that will go maybe to these other alternative routes. But it's interesting nonetheless. Well, and um, think about that, oh, Ryan. Uh, I'm Damn. sorry. Go ahead. No, well, just no, very no, quickly on the NIL, think about this. These universities, and I live at UVA and I see it. I mean, it's opulence, right? These mm-hmm. universities have been making billions of dollars off of these mm-hmm. kids. And most of them, they play for three, four years. They make the school all kinds of money and they never amount to anything in the NFL. They leave and they go get a car salesman job. But meanwhile, the university made $50 million off their backs. Like mm-hmm. it, it's they absolutely... If there's money being made, some of it should be theirs. That's that's how I see it, man. I think it's about time, quite frankly. Yeah, I, the college thing's always kind of irked me because you see how much money they make. Like, if you could form a business model, college football is perfect. I would much rather take a top college team than a top NFL team any day of the week. You have guaranteed at least three years from these recruits that are coming into your team. You don't have to pay them. It's all your boosters and all the other NIL stuff. And you're going to make, you know, the TV contracts and everything else on top of it. Like it's just, it makes no sense. Like to, if you were going one way or the other to like buy a college or buy a, yeah, you have lifetime fans. Like we, we're jet fans, but you have students that go to your school that are now going to be in like, not one indebted to you, but also like are going to love that team the rest of their lives just because they did their schooling there. Like you could be an out of state person going to an Alabama and now you love Alabama all the time. Like New York is kind of just New York schools can kind of like loop in way larger demographics. I don't know. Lots of money there. I agree. Um, 
All right, Moose City comes in, says, I haven't looked at draft prospects for the first time in a long time this season. Who are your picks with 13 and 43 if we don't trade the picks for Rodgers, O-line, slash safety? Um, For me, if I could pencil in right now one of the top three tackles and John Michael Schmitz in the second round, give me the tackle, give me the center, call it a day. Matt, how about you? I was going to say Paris Johnson and John Michael Schmitz. Mm-hmm. Green Bean, how about you? Number 13 and number 43, where you want to go position-wise? I want to say the same thing, but <laughs> let's say they're both gone. Okay, Love it. Curveball. Uh, I, I would like to get another, you know, you got Avila, you got, um, you know, you got a couple other interior guys that I'd really like, but let's say they're all gone too. I would mm-hmm. like to see the Jets grab a safety and or a nice defensive tackle to go right next to Quinnen, mm. uh, a la Brian Brise or Brisey. Uh One of those guys, um, you know, I, I think would be a real good uh, option as well. I'm really hoping that we do take a tackle. But listen, man, if Skronsky and, and Johnson aren't there, mm-hmm. if they can't trade back, I don't think they should just take a tackle for the sake of taking a tackle. You, the next, like mm-hmm. you can maybe get Anton Harrison uh, with your second, maybe, or you know, some of those guys. I don't think Broderick Jones is so much better than the next group. Like, so if you, if you can mm. get, if those two tackles are gone, and you can get Brian Branch or somebody mm. like that to fill the safety need, I think you would go that route too. As long as we come out of this with a mm. first three round tackle and a first three round center, I'm going to be pretty happy. I think. Yeah, I think if the top two tackles are off the board, I'm almost, I, I think my, my perception has changed a little bit, and I'll have a video on this, you know, a little bit later on in the week, but uh, the thought of possibly moving AVT to tackle, and it's not that you necessarily plan for that, but if you're aiming for one of the top two tackles and they're not there, and then you're like, okay, let's trade down a little bit, we'll take Broderick Jones, if he's not there at that point, and you don't like some of the other tackle options, Osiris Torrance out of Florida is a nasty guard. So maybe you consider dropping him in at guard and then moving AVT to tackle, who's already proven he can play tackle at the NFL level at a pretty decent level, and he's going to make more money dur- like during that stretch too. Um, yeah, I, I think if the top two tackles are down, I like the idea of trading down. Safety is an interesting option. I don't really want to like remake that same kind of mistake, but Brian Branch is exciting. He's a hell of a football player. Yeah, it's a couple good safeties. And the thing is, like, think, man, think about this, guys. Like, we have, I mean, one of the best cornerback groups that we've had here ever. Like, ser- I mean, it's only been one year, so you don't want to get too ahead of ourselves. But we have, they're really good. If you had, like, a ball-hawking safety or somebody who doesn't miss 17 tackles like, uh, mm, like Whitehead. Whitehead. If you had those guys back there, you know what that would do for our defense? Like, it would, it would I mean... It would put it at another tier. You know, that would be a great thing to have safeties that are like not just okay, like, you know, a Lamarcus Joyner, like somebody good, like a Brian Branch, uh, or, you know, a, a, you know, any of these guys. Um, but uh, I think it would really do go a long way to, to making the defense that much better. Ooh, here's a good question from Blitz Crew Would you move on from Aaron Rodgers after one year? If the pick in 2024 is conditional, hmm, interesting. I I would still want him to restructure because that's going to be an enormous dead cap hit because he retired Oof. after one year. Um, 
But if Zach clicks and it's like a conditional first and Rodgers looked bad, then yeah, I would move on from him, I guess. Um, I would imagine the contingency is like Rodgers just has to be active. <laughs> I don't know if it's even yeah. on the roster. Like if Rodgers doesn't retire, that may be the trigger. Matt, your thoughts on this? Yeah, I, I think in order for this to happen, you would need like Rodgers would kind of have to implode in 2023 mm-hmm. and then Zach would have to look like a different human being. Um, mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't say this is a likely scenario to happen, but um, yeah, I would think like things would have to get really ugly for, for Rodgers for me to say that, though. Greenby, what about you? You think uh, conditional pick well, for Rodgers in 24? Are you moving on from him, maybe? Well, it's like so we're already trying to move on from him. If, well, come on, Blitz. What are we doing? Like if we trade for Aaron Rodgers, we want him here for two years, man. Like Matt mm-hmm. said, unless there's a complete implosion, he just falls off a cliff. He sucks, which could be the case, man. We are the Jets. He is 55 years old. So, you know, there's all those things can happen. If that were to take place, if he's like, you know, we're at week nine and he's got, you know, 1,200 yards passing, more interceptions than touchdowns or something, then, yeah, okay, that's what we're going to be looking for. But I think other than that, we're not just trying to play – you know, chess with the draft picks and everything. You're you're paying for Aaron Rodgers because you really want that caliber of a quarterback. The picks, the money. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that the longer you can have him, the better. Completely agree. Zach Marshall drops in, says Lamar has a better chance of going to New Orleans or North Carolina than Carr. Uh, that fits their offenses, and given Zach's track record. Uh, Carr is a safer bet than Rodgers right now. Um, I, I think regardless, you're if you're getting Rodgers for two years, there's a pretty high likelihood that you're not running it back with Zach in that fifth year. Um, you know, if you decide not to exercise his fifth year option, it's not like you're going to try and sign him to an additional contract after those two years. Um, Lamar going to New Orleans or North Carolina, I mean. Maybe I, I don't. I think the Panthers could very well run it back with Sam Darnold. I think Reich, I believe, tried to trade for Sam Darnold when he was with Indianapolis. So I think I could see a situation where he wants to just run it back for a season with him. If maybe he doesn't get Derek Carr, um, I still think Atlanta is the best spot for Lamar. I think they're the most likely, given the fact that they gave up or were offering all the picks to get Watson. They were offering the contract to get Watson, the fully guaranteed everything with the exception of if he was convicted. That was the only thing they were not going to give him the contract. The Browns decided to give him the, hey, if you're convicted for all these sexual assaults, we'll still give you the money. Falcons were not willing to do that. I don't think that's a concern with with Lamar. Um, Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, Crossfire drops in. What's up, Crossfire? Newest member. Uh, Says, if he wants his own legacy, he would choose another. If he wants his own legacy, he would choose another. Is he talking about Rodgers? He. 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 Who's he? J.L. Skinner. Mm, interesting. <laughs> no, yeah. no, I don't know. I think he's talking about uh, Rodgers, right? Or maybe, yeah. If he maybe. wants his own legacy. Oh, he would choose another number. That's probably what he's talking about. If he wants his own legacy, he would choose another number. Oh, okay. 18 years well, at number 12. Done. He's well, always good. Uh, see, we're piecing it together. <laughs> he uses, good he uses detective stuff. work. Yeah, right? Uh, yeah, good. license plates and, uh, and, and, and pronouns. I got it down on lock. Um, all right. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers wants his own legacy. He'll wear a different number than number 12. 
I don't know. I think it's, there's almost something ceremonious about it. I can see it both ways. I can see, you know, him saying, no, thank you, Namath. Like, that's your number. I cannot ever wear it. I'll never live up to, to that for your your team. You know, I'll take a different number. That's that's entirely possible. Um, but I would love to see him win a Super Bowl in number 12. I think that would be really, really cool. Um, Citybert comes in, says, can't believe, uh, I'm going to call this, Green Bean has two quarterbacks. <laughs> no, Green Bay has two quarterbacks uh, in 30s, and we get both. Um, yeah, it is really weird that we wound up getting Brett Favre, um, like after he flip-flopped on retiring versus not retiring. And now there's a really good chance the Jets get Aaron Rodgers after him flip-flopping, retiring, not retiring. Um, the thing I'll say about Favre was it was weird. I, if I remember correctly, he actually retired until August and then he was like, Hey, I'm coming back. And then that's when the trade happened. Um, where Rodgers, this is happening before free agency. You can actually align your team now. And Rodgers probably has more options now than Favre probably did at that point in time. Um, yeah, just a weird, weird situation. Uh, Zach Hunko drops in, says, Hey guys, thanks for all the content this season. It was fun. Do you guys think Carr could have talked to Joe Douglas, Salah, and Woody out of going for Aaron Rodgers this weekend? I don't know if he necessarily talks them out of going Aaron Rodgers, but he could have talked them into going with Derek Carr in more instances than they would have prior. Uh, I think there's, once you meet someone and you get to know the ins and outs of them, not to mention having people in the building like Todd Downing that knows him and can vouch for him, I think is important as well. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think maybe if it was like, hey, we're 75% Rogers, 25% car, maybe now it's like 65% Rogers and 35% car. Um, or some kind of percentage like that. I don't think it's going to overwhelmingly prevent them from like talking to Rogers. Like I think they're still going to do the due diligence and talk to him, try to, you know, figure out if he's going to get traded, work out a trade. If they want, you know, the moon for Aaron Rodgers, then maybe they say, screw it. We'll go with, uh, go with Derek Carr. Greenbean, I want to hear your thoughts on this. Do you think it's possible that Douglas, Salah, and Woody talked Carr, uh, or Carr talked Salah, Douglas, and Woody into him over Rodgers? Well, so imagine he just said, hey, look, guys, you don't want that guy. He's a piece of shit. I know him personally. You know what I mean? That Come back. I, yeah. I played with his former wide receiver, <laughs> right. Devontae Adams, he told me. trips yeah. kids walking down the, <laughs> down the right. sidewalk. The stories I heard. The stories he told me. Uh, no, I think the way you put it, Ryan, is perfect. I don't think anybody's mm. talking anybody out of something else. It's more about emboldening the position of, of, you know, where he stands. And I think um, mm-hmm. one of the things, I mean, look, we know Todd Downing, our new passing game coordinator, had a three-year relationship with Aaron, I'm sorry, with Derek Carr, uh, two as his quarterback coach, one as his offensive coordinator. So we have some of that. But in addition to that, I think it's important to have like that more than just an hour meeting, like Joe Douglas, Robert Sala, you know, uh, Nathaniel Hackett and all those guys. And I think they could have come away with it going, you know what? I like that guy. You know what I mean? Mm. In mm. addition to what they've seen and like having the time to sit with them, they they could come away with it and go, look, we'll wait another week for Aaron, see what he's going to do. But if not, we're going to jump all over this guy. They they could have come away like that. Matt, what about you? You think that car wooed Douglas, Salah, and Woody out of Aaron Rodgers? No, I, I don't think so. I think they're going to do their due diligence on both. But I, I think he you know, more than likely did a good job selling himself, which is – you know, keeping his name in the conversation. I think that's good. 
Damn, Justin Crazy, thank you so much for the Super Chat Brother, says, if Derek Carr wins a Super Bowl in New York, is he really first ballot Hall of Fame? I think there's going to be an argument because he has compiled stats that have been good for a long stretch of time, and he plays a lot of games. So if he continues to do that, let's say for the next six years at the same consistency, let's call it 4,000 yards or above 4,000 yards for these next five seasons, and he has a Super Bowl, I think it's entirely possible he gets in, especially because he won one in New York. You win a Super Bowl in New York, that's why Rodgers should want to come here. That is going to be the only Super Bowl that could add on to his legacy. Like, if he wins a second Super Bowl and he's at any other team in the country, it's not going to mean as much as winning one in New York. It's just not. It's Look at how we idolize Namath right now. We're talking glowingly about the guy 50 years later, like idolize the man we're talking about passing on his number and whatnot and should we even consider it and yeah no i'm i'm sorry Derek carr wins a super bowl here in new york and has you know some at least the consistent years going on i mean if he wins one next year and then retires then probably no but um greenman you think that uh Derek carr could make the hall of fame if he wins a super bowl here in new york i honestly believe okay honestly believe that if that's all he does if he Mm -hmm. comes here wins a super bowl and never does anything else he's a first ballot hall of famer that's this is the hardest thing to do in the entire nfl everybody knows it Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like you come to this friggin team and you win a super bowl you're in the hall of fame i think there's not even a question about it that's my take love it (laughs) matt your thoughts car wins a super bowl first ballot (laughs) hall of fame uh yeah we'll go yes absolutely absolutely first ballot put him right next to joe namath ring of honor retire number four the whole deal love it (laughs) thank you justin (laughs) crazy great comment there uh brian we're gonna jump ahead to you real quick thank you for the super chat says rogers has no trade clause no he does not uh so if jets are his pick he wouldn't need to be the highest bidder wouldn't need uh, no, so he doesn't have a no-trade clause. He has, in a sense, a no-trade clause where he could say he's going to retire and then wow. no team would wind up signing him because he's not going to play for that team he would retire. Now, the argument against that is he's getting $110 million over the course of the next two years. He's made $300 million over the course of his entire career. So do you see him leaving 25% of his career earnings for two years when he mm-hmm. played 18 years and only made $300 million? Not only made $300 million, but you understand the ratios and whatnot. Um And then as far as that goes, it's like, okay, well, are you going to retire? I don't think you are. So he, he's going to go, I'm sure the Packers are not going to force him to play in an area. He does not want to go. If he says, Hey, I want to go to the jets. I think they'll find a way to make him go to the jets. If he says I'm good with going to the Raiders, the Titans or the jets, then they're going to sit back and they're going to say, okay, which team's going to offer us the most. And that's where we'll send you. That's what they wound up doing with Deshaun Watson. Hey, some team offers us trade compensation. They did it with Derek Carr too. Some team offers us enough trade compensation. Then you get to talk to our guy. You don't get to talk to our guy until you hit our threshold. Now, because they want to move on from Rogers, most likely because of that cap hit, they're going to want the conversation to happen. Um, but yeah, no, no, there is no, no trade clause for Rogers. He could go technically anywhere. Uh, Greenbean, do you think that there's, do you think Rogers will try to play the, I might retire card if he's getting yeah. moved? Yeah. Yeah. I think, well, I like, I think it's, I don't think it'll have to get there. Like, so we talked about it before. There's a report coming out that they're disgusted with him. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. lots of fans are just, they've, they, it's worn. It's welcome. They're ready to move on. 
but they're still not going to like try to screw him over. I, I think that they're going to sit down with him. He'll say, okay, well, well, you know, let's say they say, okay, we're going to trade you. Uh, he's okay. So tell us the teams that you're willing to go to. And he says the Raiders, the Jets, and the Titans. Okay, we're going to go work with them, see which team is going to give us the best deal, and uh, and then we'll do it that way. And then he goes, well, hey, look, the commanders are coming in. They're going to give us five firsts, Terry McLaurin and uh, and Young. And they, he goes, I'm not going there. Like, I don't think they're going to go, well, you're going. I don't think it's going to get there. But if it mm. did, I think he would absolutely throw that out there. I'm not coming there. I'm not going to mm. go to the Washington Commanders, just as an example, of course. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I think that he would, but I don't think he's going to have to. I think they're going to do it amicably. This is what Josh McDaniels needs to learn. He needed. He could have did this too. Instead, <laughs> he got nothing for a franchise mm-hmm. quarterback. Nothing. What a momo. They would have been better letting him play out the final year of his contract last season and getting a compensation pick. (laughs) The fact that you flubbed it up this bad. Dude, he's so – and that should should tell anybody. Like one of the questions I answer a lot, and I'm sure you guys have gotten it too, is, Mm -hmm. well, if he was so good, Derek Carr that is, why would they be letting him go? The way Mm -hmm. they handled it should show you where their thinking is, how off-base – their their understanding of how to do this the right way is they're dude they've completely blown it and then david carr coming out saying my brother was absolutely willing to work with them on a trade okay you want to move on no big deal let's he was Mm -hmm. totally willing to be patient he probably could have extended that window and they could have worked it all out and they could have got a first round pick or whatever even a seventh round pick for god's sakes you could have gotten they got nothing because of the way they did it. That shows uh, just how uh, off-base that organization's thinking is these days with Josh Josh McDaniels at the helm. Yeah, don't trust them at all. Uh, Donald Johnson says, did we seal the deal with Carr as of yet? We need to. Uh, Not yet. Still waiting in the wings. I do not see it happening before the Combine. I think it happens after the Combine, after Rodgers gets moved. Uh, John Perez says... Car contract structure question mark sleeper need in the draft. Uh, so Car's contract, I think if he signs, the Jets are or wherever he signs, it's going to be a really really big contract on the surface level. I think it's going to be like a five year two hundred million dollar deal, and people are going to lose their fucking shit. It's going like if he signs with the Jets for five years two hundred million, people are going to go fucking bananas. <laughs> but I think what would happen would be it would really be a three year fully guaranteed you know, let's call it a hundred million dollar deal. And then like two years at like $50 million cap hits that he'll never actually end up seeing. So that way after three years, he'll be 34 years old. He could get cut, not get the franchise tag because, you know, he has void years or whatever. And then he can either sign with us again for another contract, or he could sign with another team at 34 years old. You can at least figure you're getting some kind of money. I would think at that point, um, that's how I see it shaking out. I, I think it'll be a, an eye-popping deal initially, but it won't be as bad once you find out the contract details. Greenbean, what do you think Carr's contract structure is going to ultimately look like? Well, I think it'll be um, five years, uh, $37.4 million per year uh, with a bonus of— Mike McCagney has think- to drive him coffee <laughs> from wherever <laughs> he's at now to, yeah. to one Jets drive. <laughs> Yeah, we this changed is my, the code. Sorry. Area, right. Area of weakness for me as far as breaking down numbers and stuff. But I will say 
they're probably going to want to do a four year with some options on the end, maybe. Uh, and, mm-hmm. and Carr might want more, but I think it's probably going to be anywhere from 35 to 42 that like mm-hmm. in that range. That's what I think. I don't think he's going to be able to garner 45 or 50, but I also mm-hmm. don't think, I mean, let's be real here. He's not going to take under 35 in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Tigo brings up a good point in the chat. He says, I don't think, uh, Carr wants a long contract. If I'm Derek, I want a three-year max to try and hit free agency again after the cap explodes and after Burrow and Herbert get paid. Another big reason. Like, so when Kirk Cousins was possibly going, to, or when Kirk Cousins was a free agent, we like my whole thought process was like, we got to sign this dude to a six-year deal, stretch the cap hit out, you know, real far. It's going to be perfect. Like, cap's going to go up percentage-wise, you know, front-load it, whatever. You know, I had all these big dreams and then he signs a three-year contract and you're like, well, why would he do that? And it's because it's the same reason NBA guys signed the one-year max contract because the one year, the next year, it's going to be a higher max. And you keep watching the salary yeah. cap go up and up and up and up. And if you sign it now, due to inflation, it automatically makes, means you're getting just a little bit less each year. So it's, it's to your, you know, financial security to sign a longer term deal. But if you're willing to gamble on yourself at a highly protected position that you're not even allowed to hit. That's why I say teams, quarterbacks that can get on the franchise tag, like Daniel Jones, need to play on the franchise tag. Lock up that $32 million fully guaranteed because now you hit wide open free agency and you are going to make so much more than just negotiating with the Giants. Matt, your thoughts on a car contract structure? Uh, I will give you those, but first I want to give a shout out to Crossfire who just DM me this picture of him watching uh, us on uh, the lights. Gonna mess it up, but I'm gonna try my best <laughs> on his TV. <laughs> yeah, TV and the and the phone at the same time. Sorry, that. Oh, I love it. I saw up, him in the chat. He said yeah. he said his uh, his girlfriend or his wife or whatever was giving him shit for watching us on the phone. So he put us on the TV. Yeah, that was really it's amazing. Yeah, that was really unfortunate that well, the light kind of did that. But yeah, well, but it's that's Crossfire. Cool. That's a picture of his TV. Is that what's going on? It's a yeah, picture of said, his phone and the TV. So he must have took yeah. that on his wife or girlfriend's phone to get both images, unless it's a laptop or, that he's watching. I was going to say, uh, or a laptop, or I don't know how, or is it? No, this might be a, you know what it is? It's a screenshot. It's a screenshot. Yeah, so you got YouTube playing. That's what the small thing is. Okay, there we go. It's a screenshot oh, of, of the little player. And the, yeah, yeah, and <laughs> us. So he's got both cooking, which is just uh, tremendous stuff on him. He is the MVP of the stream tonight, I think. Yeah, Crossfire, um, you're the man. Let's just uh, put it that way. Or <laughs> or the, the woo man, whatever. You're pumped. <laughs> we like you, Crossfire. Yeah. All right. Uh, the, for the car contract structure, yeah, you got to think something along the lines of what you were saying. I think they're going to try to you know, front load some guarantees in there, but... Uh, it might originally look like a a four or five year deal that ends up really more like a, a three year deal after all the guarantees are out of the way. But I got what do you think his cap hit would be like if you had to or no maybe not cap hit maybe AAV is that a is that a better one like if you had to guess average what annual. His yeah, what his AAV would be. I, I think that's fair because generally speaking, like when you like I, Watson isn't the highest annual average salary right now, but he's going to have the highest base cap hit of any quarterback ever in the history of the league at like 39 million, I think, this year. So it's, it's goofy the way it, it works. So, yeah, annual average is, is good with me. So what do you think for for car like? 35? I'm thinking it's going to be yeah. I, 35 is kind of where I sort of pegged it for. I, I had said three year, hundred million, fully guaranteed. That would be like 33 
million. Um, so yeah, 35, sure. I could see. I, I think once you, once you get over the 35 number, then you start maybe thinking a little bit more. I feel like if he was going to get near 40, we would have heard more teams reach out to him. I don't think the league is that inept at gauging a quarterback's value that they wouldn't have at least tried to get him on the 32 million, 40 million, 40 million dollar deal that he did have, even if he would have declined the trade, at least reach out and inquire about it. Like that to me tells me that no team other than maybe the Jets is looking to pay him the number that he was going to get from that old Raiders contract. Something to think about. Uh, Red John comes in, says, quick question, who's the best receiver to never win a ring. T.O., Randy Moss, Calvin Johnson, Larry Fitzgerald. Um, Steve Largent. I, what was that? Steve Largent. Why don't you talk about Steve Largent, huh? Because I don't know them. They're too old. <laughs> sorry, Green Bean. I don't know who that is. Fucking bunch of kids. Yeah, sorry. Bunch of kids around here. 33, what do you want me to do? I'm old, my body hurts, and I'm surrounded by children. Ah, yell at clouds. Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Back in my day, I walked up Back both ways. Day, Steve Largent was five foot seven and was the best receiver in the NFL. He was the tallest guy ever at yeah. that point in time. Um, okay, quick question. T.O. Moss, Calvin Johnson, Fitzgerald. Um, Fitzgerald. Moss is the one that jumps out at me. I feel like I feel like that undefeated year for me was the one that should have been the Super Bowl for the Patriots. He should have won the ring. And it's like it's hard for me to to say like if you're taking one receiver for one game, I think it's Moss. So for him for like not having a ring sort of weighs a little bit more for me. Green Bean, where are you falling on these five names or four names? Wait, wait Moss never got a ring with the Pats? No, oh. he had that nice little wow. uh, undefeated season that ended with that uh, big old loss in the Super Bowl. Amazing. Couldn't happen to a better bunch of I, thugs. Yeah, let me say, I mean, all you can make a case for all of them, honestly. I think Megatron is is obviously... Uh, T.O. won. T.O. won no, T.O. went Niners. to one. Oh, did he? he no, he... Yeah, and, and the Cowboys. No, I don't think he did. No, he definitely Cowboy. didn't get one with the Cowboys. Come the on, Cowboys were end of his career. Come on, Cowboys were T.R. Owens? No, Didn't no he shot. Won one with the Bills? <laughs> uh, he won one with the Niners. I'm convinced. You got to tell me otherwise. Uh, somebody should look that up. I'm convinced. Now but I'm I got to say, like, uh, Randy, Moss no was, Randy Moss was unbelievable. Like with the Vikings and then the like he was. No Super Bowl. Remember he slid in the draft because of his behavioral stuff. He got kicked out of school and went to Marshall and played with Chad and all that jazz. Um, mm -hmm. But dude, he was so good. It was mm -hmm. like nothing had nothing like him had ever been seen at that point. I think I'd have to go with him. Yeah, I mean, Randy Moss to me, I, put it this way: I think To should have been a first ballot Hall of Famer all damn day. The fact that he was not put in first ballot, I think, is a damn shame. Um, Moss, I think, is is the clear one for me. Calvin Johnson just retired at the peak of his career and was just fed up. I, I don't blame him so much as I blame like Detroit's ineptitude. And Fitzgerald, I mean, he almost got one. He was in the Super Bowl. Matt, your thoughts here. Actually, Calvin Johnson's the only one that didn't play in a Super Bowl. Yeah. Did he play in a playoff game? I don't – he may not have. No, I don't – he may not have. 2011. Yeah. He had – oh, Jesus. He had 211 yards and two touchdowns in one playoff game in 2011. Good <laughs> Holy Lord. Hell. He was um, so good. He's a freak. Yeah, he was. Um, I think it's Randy Moss. Um. 
it just an unbelievable talent. It, it's crazy that he never won one. And wasn't he technically he was on the um 49ers roster in 2012. So he almost got one that like at the very end when he was completely washed. He was on so yeah, he, he was, was on the 40 so he's on the well so he must have been on their practice squad at some point. Um because his career 96 to 2003 was in 40 uh San Francisco which I think they won in no, like No, 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 no. I'm the Randy Moss. Oh, 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 sorry. What were you saying about Moss? Moss in 2012 almost got one with San Francisco when he was washed at the end of his career. Was that? That was the no. Dome. Didn't he go to Seattle and then Tennessee? I thought that's what it was. Yeah, he, he, I could be he wrong. had 430 receiving yards in 2012 for uh, for the 49ers. No shit. I didn't even. I don't even remember that. Was that that was his final season? I'm guessing, right? Oh, yeah. damn, that was two Holy years shit. after. The Titans yeah. was 2010? That feels weird. I would have said yeah. that was 2012. Wow. I didn't realize Moss retired that long ago. Mm-hmm. Think about Over this. Over 10 years ago. Holy Terrell shit. Owens, the only Super Bowl Terrell Owens ever played in, he was on the Eagles? What is yeah, this? Yeah, he had a broken leg. <laughs> he was great in that game. He was incredible. He was <laughs> He, I can't believe interesting, it. He was actually traded to the Ravens earlier that year and never played a game for him and then wound up getting traded to Philly, I think, the very next day, I think, is what wound up happening. I don't know if that's actually on Amazing. his – I don't think that's on his wiki. I'm blown um, away. I'm blown yeah. away. I thought he won one for sure. I thought he won more than one. That's crazy. That's funny. Uh, Brian Bogan. Drops in, says, check out the XFL's extra point system. I like it. Um, I don't know what it is offhand, but I think it's like a one point, two point, three point based on the yardage that goes back. I think 15 yards out is a three point try. F- 10 yards out is two points. Five yards out is one. I, I could be wrong. You guys can correct me in the chat if I'm uh, wrong on that one. William drops in, says, I am a lucky guy. I get to see my three favorite men. Oh, you. If you cross your eyes, you can see us twice. Uh, Brian, <laughs> Brian Rhodes. Uh, or you could be like Crossfire and put us on two different players, and you could be a boss. Then we'll get double. We'll have 1,200 people. You know what I've determined? I think we need a quarterback friend. Matt, I don't know if you saw this, but we need to like get you on the quarterback circuit because apparently podcasts blow up when you know a guy. Pat McAfee and Aaron Rodgers, uh, Derek Carr, David Carr. We need our own quarterback to blow up talking Jets. I think that's what it is. Yeah, I agree. How so do, do I have to start working out and go to my combine yes. again? Six foot four, four two Unathletic, speed, whatever you got. Yeah. <laughs> Unathletic six four two twenty five. I love it. One of the greatest things ever done. It's a little higher that than two twenty five now, but yeah, are no, you? Not the best. <laughs> we'll get you on the Becton diet. Don't you worry. Yeah, seafood, all go. you can eat. Brian Rhodes drops in, says, Rogers has a no trade clause. I must have had that one up there already. Sorry. Um. Going to go to the next one. V-Man. V-Man says, with Carr, you're just a playoff team. If you win the division, you're a third or fourth seed. With Rodgers, you're a one or two. Uh, The Jets, imagine... Jets, imagine if the AFC playoffs ran through MetLife. Yeah, no, that would be really nice. I think the Jets can absolutely win the division with Derek Carr at the helm. Like, we beat Buffalo with... Zach friggin' Wilson throwing 150 yards with no AVT and no Brees Hall and one touchdown scored. Like, I'm sorry. I think Derek Carr can win the AFC East. No problem. I think, oh, well, I guess that's what he's saying. You could win your division. You could be the third or fourth seed. 
I mean, unless, I don't think we'll ever be the one seed with Derek Carr. I don't think you're getting a buy with him. With Rodgers, you have an outside shot at getting it. I don't know. I don't see why not. Yeah, right? Greenbean, you think, think you're stuck at the, the three or four seed? About the defense. Like, think about this. Let's say Carr's doing everything we want to on offense. You know, we got a, we got a top 10 offense kind of a thing in that range, and our defense is number one and is able to shut down at least to, uh, you know, in most respects, <clears throat> the Chiefs and the Chargers and everybody. Why not? Mm. It's about the defense, man, when you're playing those sick offenses. Mm. Carr just has to be good enough to get us more touchdowns and interceptions. That's all we want. Ooh, that's a good way to look at that. Matt, your thoughts on uh, the Jets only being able to get to a third or fourth seed with Derek Carr? I don't like setting these caps on these quarterbacks. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't like. We could do I, some hypothetical questions and get me in trouble if you want. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't really. I don't. I don't love it. But um, it, it also depends. Like, how much closer are the Jets to the Bills with Carr? Um, I don't think it's as big of a gap as some people th- like. You were saying the Jets. They almost beat him with Mike White and fractured ribs. Like, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe it's not as far as we might think here, guys. Yeah, I, fans are fans are a little a uh, little weird. Not gonna lie, uh, Blitz Crew, right? We're, we're fickle group. Yeah. We're fanatics. The the name totally. makes sense. Uh, Blitz yep. Crew comes and says, if Makai, Max, and AVT are back 100% healthy, what is your ideal offensive line for next season? So I was doing a little research today, and I'm gonna have to make a video on this too. But I did not. Do you guys know what Makai Becton's fifth year option is? Yeah, fourteen. We have to exercise right? it. What was that? Fourteen, right? Yeah, it's like oh, 13 point, yeah, 14 million. Yeah. It's like right? 13.4. I think there's I think they're absolutely going to exercise it. I didn't realize it was that low. I thought it was going to be closer to 20 million. From Beckton? Did they already say they're not? Though? Yeah, I thought the fifth year option was the average of the top 10 salaries. And I thought it would be closer to 20 million. I think for 13 million, I think you probably exercise it. No shot. I know, dude. Well, think, don't think about so? it. You know, no, because then you lock yourself into two more years. If for let's say worst case happens, and he gets hurt in training camp again and can't play for a third straight year. You don't mm. want to be locked All right, that's fair. for another year. You know what I mean? So then I guess you probably transition tag him. That that would be the right move. If you if he plays out, yeah, I don't know. I guess I like the idea of having the tackle there an extra year, but God, you just can't trust him to stay healthy. Oh, you can't. It's a sad Damn. thing. I hope it all gets put to bed. Like, uh, look, man, Jonah Williams over there in, you know, for the Bengals, they were doing the same thing. He was a first round pick. They thought he was never going to play and he's fine. You know what I mean? Like Mekhi Becton's Mm -hmm. 23 years old. We're not talking about a 28 year old. You know what I mean? He's 23. Mm -hmm. He's, you know, he has an opportunity to make this early part of his career kind of an anomaly that we puts behind him. Because remember in college, he wasn't hurt. He wasn't an mm. injury-prone guy. It just happened, and like you know, look, he comes back, he plays every game this year, and then we resign him. He play, who knows? We could have this guy for another eight years, and he's our guy, you know. And we forget all about this shit. That's what yeah. I mean. Going back to Blitzcrew's question, if everyone's healthy, for me, Max is the backup. I want a different, you know, left tackle. I want. Tomlinson, I think, is going to be your left guard, but I would draft someone at either center or guard high in the draft, so that way you can, you know, maybe shift him to help a struggling Tomlinson. 
With center, it almost depends on where you go. If you go with Rodgers, I almost would like to see us bringing Corey Lindsley from the Chargers if he winds up getting cut because he played with Rodgers in in uh, Green Bay. And then you draft someone like, you know, maybe it's John Michael Schmitz in the second round and you have him play guard or whatever. I don't know. But I, I think there's some options there with some flexibility. AVT, right guard, Mekhi Becton, right tackle. Matt, what would your ideal offensive line be with all health? Okay. I'm going to answer that, but we do have an update. We got a laptop added to the mix now. So wow! It's going to focus up, but we got the the MVP. We're gonna the watch time is going to be cranked up through the roof on this one. <laughs> let's so. see. Oh, okay. Wait, so what happened? I don't know what's happening. What's happening? So, so Crossfire is watching us on three different screens right now. The oh, dude's a champ. Okay. If anyone <laughs> gets to four, if anyone gets the number f- like on four screens, then they are the true good of goats. Greenbean, I want you to add Crossfire right now to the the list of people on our oh, T-shirt shit. giveaway qualifier because the dude's Crossfire a with a K, absolutely right? with a K, with a K, yeah. All right, All right Crossfire, okay. you're in. All right, I'm gonna. If you guys want it, we got we got. Oh wow, we're right. At, I didn't realize we're at the end here. Okay, gonna oh, burn wow. through some super chats. Jeez, that went quick. Uh, Hector Cabrera uh, says everyone blamed Carr for not having a win in the playoffs. How about he never had a good defense or receivers backing him up? What do you guys think? His not having a win in the playoffs. He only played in one playoff game, and he lost to the team that wound up making it to the Super Bowl in the Cincinnati Bengals. The year that he, the other loss that his team made it into the playoffs. He had a broken leg two weeks before the playoffs started. They wound up losing the tiebreaker that would have earned them the number two seed and a first round bye. And like the Chiefs wound up winning, I think, by one point, <laughs> like to the team they were facing. So like Derek Carr probably wins that game on a first round bye. Um, so I don't know. I I I agree with you, dude. I think Derek Carr is, is gonna be just fine here. Uh, Sky C drops in with a $20 super chat. Thank you so much. Says, Hey guys, JD's got so much to prove by getting his next quarterback right post Zach Wilson. Do you think if he doesn't get the right quarterback for 2023 season, he might be gone, even though he's done a pretty good job drafting? I don't think so. I think if you go with a veteran quarterback and it doesn't work out this year, like let's say, you know, you get Rodgers, he retires after one year, then I think you still get the, the year of Zach to to you know see if you can write it and maybe he's he's figured it out i think with whoever comes in at quarterback sal and douglas are getting at least two years if you get rogers you might be guaranteed three because you might get that third year of zach wilson possibly in like what could have been his fifth year option year um or you decide zach wilson is not the guy and then if it doesn't work out with rogers then maybe you hit reset uh possibly on the head coach I don't want to lose Douglas. I really, really like Joe Douglas. I think he's our best GM that we've had. Matt, do you see any way that Douglas does not come back after the 2023 season? Like, does something – is it, like, only if they – like, shit really goes sideways? Like, what has to happen for him not to come back? If they go 7-10 and 10 and miss the playoffs, mm. I, 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 don't think you get, I don't think you bring both back. I, I think you can't fire one and, and keep the other. I think it's move on from both. Greenbeam, what about you? Uh, do you th- see any way that Douglas is fired at the end of this season? No. I think Matt's dead wrong. I think <laughs> Joe Douglas, like Adam S. said in the chat, he's untouchable. I think, mm, dude, let's not crazy. forget. Let's not dude, we forget. we just had the best draft in our history, like in last our year. History. <laughs> in our history. I, in I our can't history. get rid of that guy. I'd rather and go down with the ship. <laughs> and don't forget, the reason, the reason that we did that that we had the opportunity to do that is because Joe Douglas took the previous regime's 
garbage team and made them into the extra draft capital that he was mm. able to do this with. So, and here's, I want to add an, an X factor, a little bit of a wild card uh, thought to that whole thing. Mm-hmm. Woody Johnson knows exactly how hard it is to, to find a GM. He actually went outside the organization twice and went through an entire rigmarole with Corn Ferry. Then he hired two other GMs. And he knows that even if Joe Douglas, if it's not working out, he knows that Joe Douglas knows what he's doing. Okay, he's not going to be perfect. And even if he whiffs on some things, I think Joe Douglas is here for the long haul. Now, if we went on like winless or something and the bottom fell out and it was, okay, maybe something a lot like a complete, like um, just uh, upheaval kind of a thing. Maybe other than that, I don't think uh, we don't get the playoffs. I think Joe Douglas is sitting right here. I, I love it. Matt, uh, I think Tigo sent you something on Twitter. I don't know if you yeah, saw that. Did. Oh, holy hell. Uh, <laughs> one, two, three, four, five. We got, we're on six. Screens. He's got fiber, that guy. Look at him. Look, uh, nope, other way. There you go. Wow. One, two, three, four, five, six. I don't think anyone's beating that. If you can beat six screens having us on, Let me um, see that. you'll get oh qualified God, for next t shirt giveaway. Oh, he's amazing. <laughs> what is he doing? His poor wife. She's like, give me the TV back, man. No, I need I, it. I came back. The kids got to watch something. Uh, actually, it's yeah, 10 o'clock. Exactly. Kids asleep. Kids asleep give right the now. Kids their iPad back. <laughs> we, got, we got another a late edition from our guy. Oh, I love it. I love See, this. That's we should have this competition one, two, every week. Three, four. Yeah. Amazing. Tommy P says, I don't even have six screens. Yeah, I got to go to your neighbor's house, dude. Go through the window. <laughs> Cast it to his TV. <laughs> That's great. Right. That's great. Bumtaz says, waiting for Rodgers is saying to Carr, you are the second favorite choice. Even though we told you that you can be a first ballot Hall of Famer, why would Carr wait for this to play out when he has plenty of suitors? Because I guarantee the Jets told him, they were honest up front. They're like, look, yep. we got Zach Wilson. This like That's how you got to go into any conversation, any like long-term relationship that you're going into. Be very forward and honest with your, your asset. So... Derek Carr, hey, look, we have a second, a number two overall pick in Zach Wilson that we still think highly of. If we can get his mentor for two years, one of the best quarterbacks to ever play the game, we're going to go that route because it can help us develop this kid. Look, if that winds up not being the case, we love everything about you. We'd love to bring you in. We understand you want to interview with a bunch of other teams. Come back to us with whatever their top offer is. In the event we don't get Rodgers, let's make it work out here. I think that's a conversation you can have with Derek Carr, and I don't think either side is upset with it because I think Carr wants to shop himself anyway. Greenbean, your thoughts? Well, I like what you said. I think that they more than likely shot straight with him. Like, here's our, mm-hmm. here's what we're looking at here. Um, we're get, You're going to go through your process. We're going to go through ours. But let me just tell you, we really like you and think that we we might be able to work something out. Like, they probably did that as opposed to trying to pretend that he's number one, but they didn't offer him a contract. And it's like shady and weird. And I, and I don't think that that serves anything. So I like what you said. I think that's probably pretty accurate. Matt, your thoughts on uh, maybe turning off Carr by going after Rodgers? No, I think he gets it. Uh, there, there's no way that he's going to hold a grudge for a team doing their due diligence. I, I don't buy that at all. 
Yeah, I mean, he just sat through an entire year of a sham contract, so yeah. <laughs> I think he's yeah. okay with it. <laughs> uh, Moose yeah. City drops in and says, we are all talking about uh, with an above-average quarterback, we could make the playoffs during the season. What has, to cha- uh, what has changed that people think Carr doesn't give us that chance? I mean, if we had below-average quarterback play, like I'm talking like 15 or 16 to like 20, we probably make the playoffs. <laughs> like that's what's so crazy about it. And you're talking, you're getting the 10th through 15th-ish best quarterback in Carr. Yeah, I am, I agree with you, Moose City. I think people are nuts to think you can't make the playoffs with Carr. And I think they're even more nuts. I shouldn't say even more nuts, but I think they're also nuts to say you cannot win a Super Bowl with Derek Carr when we've seen guys like Matt Ryan Eli Manning, Nick Foles, get to the Super Bowl and win Super Bowls. Um, so we'll see how it all shakes out. But guys, we've uh, we've hit the end of our show here. Greenbean, uh, how many uh, qualifiers you got over there? And Matt, could you go to last week's um, show? I'll get one more. Uh, I'm, I'm caught up. Though. Let's see. Uh, who is it? Who is it? Who's our last one? And it is Oh, Joe S already won it. I got to do that again. Hold on. <laughs> Hypebot likes to do that. It'll give me Joe S again now. You'll see. It's crazy. I should see see if I can get a widget for like a little spinner or something. We can add names to it each time and then like (laughs) throw it up on screen. (laughs) Like Wheel of Fortune. The last one from this chat is Phil. Okay, I'm good. I'm ready. Ooh, okay. Matt, let's get some names. Let's go five. Okay, five names. First off, we got uh, that name is too hard, so I'm going to skip over it. Uh, Dane NYJ. Dane Ooh. NYJ, got it. Dane with a D, D A Y N E J N Y. Dane, I got it. Dane. Okay, go. gotcha. uh, We'll go Bonkerton Seven. Bonkerton. Uh, Lou Chandler. Okay. Undisputed retail. And we'll go user HD7GD1MR2R. While you were just rattling those off, I'm actually Googling Wheel of Fortune spinning wheel. You can get them for not that much money. <laughs> I can set up the second camera right on it and go... I can put on the nice little you know outfit. I can get the, the light-up boxes on the screen. We got it. See so you guys talking about the spinner in the chat. That's pretty funny. Uh, all right, Green Bean, we got all our names, or is that uh Yep. All right, cool. Uh, I just ended our poll question. Which do you prefer? Sign car ASAP is winning with 56%. Wait for Rogers is 43%. Um, all right. Odds are evens. Three, two, one. Six. It's an even. All right, even. Here we go. Matthias Simon is out. Dakota J is out. Tom Cahill is out. Kev Chada is out. Nick oh. Russo, who I'm just chatting with right now. There you go, Nick. You're out. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> uh, Crossfire is out. No! Uh, I was rude. Yeah, for him. sorry. Oh. Uh, Dane NYJ is out. Lou Chandler is out. And uh, HD7G1MR2R is out. Thank God. All right, three. Two, one. That's going to be an eight. Evens. Harlan Abraham, you are out. Uh, Jet Up Buttercup is out. 
Sports uh, Frenzy's gone and Bonkerton is gone. Oh no. How many we got left? Four. Oh, five. Ooh, three, two, one. Ooh, one, two, three, eight. I'm counting the thumb. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> T.A. Rug. <laughs> Rug is gone. Phil is gone. And we got three. All right. First number on the screen after Matt Ritter. Ryder, three, two, one. All right. We've got a seven, a seven plus a nine from Mutt Files is a 16. That's an even number. I think we got two left then, right? Yeah, Joe S., you're out. So we're down to Jason Zayas and Undisputed Retail. Ooh. All right, next number that pops up after four. It could be in the name of a screen name as well. Three, two, one. Five, six, seven, eight, nine. Nine plus a three. Twelve, even. Jason Zayas is the winner. Undisputed Retail is out. So there he is, Jason Zayas. Woo-hoo. Jason Zayas, congratulations. You have won yourself a t-shirt. Reach out to me on social media. Um, reach out to me on Gmail, jetstalk247 at gmail.com. I'll get your size, your shipping information. I'll send you out a shirt. Thank you all so much for hanging out with us here tonight. Let's go around our panel and give our closing thoughts. Green Bean, any last words? Against my better judgment, I'm going to do a 30-minute show after this show. Uh, immediately fuzz. So at 10.30, we'll do it over at Green Bean Jets Fan and we'll hang out for a little while. I'm, I'm ending it at 30 minutes, though. Damn it. You're so full of shit. Every time oh, no. I'm sitting here editing stuff after and I see, oh, it's 12 o'clock. Green Bean's still alive. <laughs> Half hour, my ass. <laughs> Matt, your thoughts and closing thoughts. It was a blast, as always. New episode of Just Jets tomorrow. We're talking about a potential surprising trade target that the Jets could be in on. Ooh, ooh. That's what I'm doing. Very, very interesting. Can't wait to tune in for that. Boys and girls, thank you so much for hanging out. If you're dropping out of here, make sure you hit that like button on the way out if you enjoyed what you saw here tonight. We'll be back here next week, 8 o'clock to 10 o'clock, same time. This is Jets Talk signing off. J-E-T-S. I think every single person in this locker room is a competitor at the highest level. So, yeah, when you feel as if your back's against the wall, you never have to feel like you got to do it by yourself. Under pressure, sacked by Quinnen Williams. Right sideline, Usama's got it. You look to your left and your right, you got guys out there with you that, that our whole point is to help each other. This one to Mims. Be able to go out and, and lead these guys just to know how hard these guys work and how important it is to them and then you get that chance to, to lead them everything that happened that needed to happen for us it almost felt like kind of like a sign like get like a second chance almost Gets extra pushes, running left. maybe a little extra life breathing in the locker touchdown jets